And now, introducing his neck, my back, we're both geriatrics. His injury is from looking down his nose at his curling competitors and mine. Well, that's a story for another day. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Paul Valley. It's a lovely Wednesday. It's warm out today. My wife had the uh, the windows open in the house this morning when I woke up, which I was like, well, this seems pleasant. And then... I heard this bird chirping and like driving me effing nuts. Michael Rappaport and friends? Kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, I just absolutely had this feeling where I was like, oh, no, 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 I forgot this was a thing. Because it's been a long time, of right. course. Right. And I was like, no, no, I don't want this. Like this part, su- I'm all for the weather part, but like I don't need the birds trying to wake me up in the morning. That part sucks. I'm out on that. Right. Um, but otherwise, really pleasant morning to wake up to. And we got a lot to do on the program today. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to check in with um, Visit Baltimore President CEO Al Hutchinson. It's obviously a big week for the city of Baltimore, hosting the CIAA tournament. Of course, um, day one was yesterday. Day two already underway at Royal Farms Arena. Six more games today. There are still tickets available through the championship games on Saturday. Go to CIAATournament.org in order to get yours. That's CIAATournament.org in order to be a part of the CIAA tournament, which is an amazing event right here in Baltimore. Also coming up a little bit later on this morning, looking forward to catching up with Lamont Wade. Um, what a season for late night Lamont last year with the San Francisco Giants. He, in fact, earned an MVP vote. It was so impactful. Um, Lamont Wade, of course, uh, native of Baltimore by way of St. Paul's, ended up at the University of Maryland, and, you know, had been struggling to sort of get his footing. He had a couple of call-ups with the Twins in the last few years, and, you know, it, it just wasn't sticking for whatever reason. And then last year, it was like a phenomenon. I mean, it wasn't quite Cedric Mullins. He wasn't, you know... It wasn't that overwhelming, but my God, it just came out of nowhere for Lamont Wade, where he had this unbelievable special season. And I'm looking forward to chatting with him because, like, he's. I did not know the story that he was literally coming back home and working with the hitting coach at the University of Maryland at all times. And I think it's fascinating to talk about that. So we're going to catch up with Lamont Wade a little bit later on this morning as well. Also this morning, it's Wednesday, so Drew Forrester, I'm sorry, Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com will check in with us. Uh, everybody in golf hates Phil Mickelson. I, I, it's a crazy story. Like that, I, I wish that I was a golf person because I can only imagine how much juice it has in that world. I'm not a golf person, and I can't pretend like the average person cares about it, but I get it. It's transcended a bit beyond golf, so we'll talk about it with him plus – Whatever the hell else is on Drew's mind, that's all coming up on the show. Plus, it's Wednesday, so uh, Simply the Bets coming up a little bit later on. We do it every Wednesday, 11.30 a.m., brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Simply the Bets, 11.30-ish, every Wednesday morning. That's coming up today as well. How you feeling over there? Much better than yesterday. That's good. Much much it's better good. than yesterday. It was debilitating yesterday. Paul was doing that bit where, uh, like, I thought he was going to die uh, yesterday. Uh, like <laughs> I did too. Where I, it's it's very awkward when you're working with somebody like that because what you want to say is like, leave, go home, but um, you know, we can't we can't do that. Right. <laughs> like, it's just not really an option around here. Like if uh, if Paul unfortunately were to be shot in the head during the show, he would have to finish the show before we would be able to do it. It's just the, look, man, it's the way it goes. Like, we all understand what we signed up for. It's the nature of the business. You know, put some ice on it or something, right? Like, right. that's the way that it goes. 
I'm uh, I'm glad. And uh, today is Mrs. Valley's birthday. Today is Mrs. Valley's birthday. And you're uh, you're uh, you going out to dinner tonight? Well, yeah, we got her a massage. Put yesterday. on like a Teddy Pendergrass record afterwards <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm thinking about. I don't think she's listening right now, so I can say. Okay. I'm thinking about going and getting a new shower head for her ooh, too, ooh, because the ooh. one that we have. I, when I showered this morning, I'm like, man, this this one's on its last legs. I think it's something she'd really appreciate, and I. I uh, the big gift was was the massage, and she thoroughly enjoyed that. Specifically, what she asked for, so we got that for her. And uh, maybe I'll get her a shower head today, just so that she can start taking nice showers again. Because ours well, is well, that's lovely. That's yeah. lovely. You're not a. You're not a. We're gonna we're gonna dive into the the valley's home life. You're not the type that like prefers showering together. Right? No, our we that, have, our shower is way too small for that. That totally creeps me out. I had a, I've got a, a lifelong best friend who lives in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. And he, and not his, his, uh, his current, but the former, that came down to visit. And I was talking about, like, hey, you know, uh, you know the towels are in here, you know, all good. And, like, we were talking about when they wanted to, you know, because like, when you're living in a, a place that only has one shower, you got to kind of coordinate, and people are staying there, like, hey, when do you guys shower? Like, what's the plan? They literally dropped that. Well, well, we'll just shower together. Mm. And not I was not like, "Not in my shower, you won't." I was like, "What? Well, I, I don't even. I don't think it's that. Like, I, I think they. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think so. Water Maybe. conservation. I think it's a whole hundred percent because they live in Brooklyn. Like, they're used to like this obsessive water conservation concept. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. We, we don't. There's no need for that. <laughs> there's no need for that whatsoever. Here, that actually creeps me out. The idea of showering with another human being. Not this. Obviously, I've done it, mm-hmm. but like." No, I can just take a shower. Like right. I'm, I'm capable of being a big boy, and there's 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 a bed available for other activities or whatever it is that you want to do. It, it's far less pleasant in a shower than it is in in those circumstances. I'm just a man who would prefer to shower on my own. Thank I'll, you very much. I'll tell you, any time that I have showered with a, another person, the um, you find yourself standing in the cold quite a bit because only one person right. can be under underneath the, uh, underneath the water. So you just stand there freezing. This is this is this is probably and this might be Tommy Davidson. Let's see, let's see. If it's Tommy Davidson, we'll squeeze him in before we chat with Al Hutchinson. We'll squeeze him in for a couple of minutes. The, the legendary Tommy Davidson was scheduled to join us, um, and we just didn't know if it was going to work out uh, timing wise. But what a what a pleasant way to start the show. What a a nice, lovely, unexpected way to begin today's show. All right, we got much to do on the program, but let's spend a couple of minutes this morning with an absolute icon in the world of comedy. He's a DC guy, but he's made plenty of trips to Baltimore over the years. It's a pleasure to welcome back in Tommy Davidson to GCR, who's with us right now. Tommy, it's Glenn and Paul. It's such an honor to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. My man's in Baltimore. Yeah, what's going on, Tommy? Yeah, we got to fix. Sorry, we have an issue going on with the phone. We'll get that fixed real quick, and then we'll get right back to Tommy Davidson. Yeah, right here, which ain't going nowhere. Hey, Tommy, appreciate it, man. Hey, so I am really excited. The Proud Family is back on Disney Plus. I can I run this by you, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, no one's immortal. We know that, right? So I'm thinking 40, 50 years down the road. Unfortunately, Tommy Davidson has passed away. There's a news anchor reading the script that you have passed away. Would you prefer that to be read this way? Uh, and, and sad news to pass along today. Uh, Tommy Davidson, at the age of 100, the star of the Proud family, has passed away. Or would you prefer it to be read, and sad news to pass along today, at the age of 100, Tommy Davidson, the star of Booty Call, has passed away today. Which would you prefer to be the attachment the day that you meet your maker? 
Probably booty call. Yeah! <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Tommy, this is... require no thinking. <laughs> Tommy, that being said, obviously being a part of the Proud family, um, and I, look, it's it's Black History Month. I think we can speak to this. Representation uh, in children's programming, I think, matters. Bringing it back now with Disney+, Plus, um, how important has your association with this been, knowing that over the years and when you were growing up, and frankly, even when I was growing up, there wasn't maybe this type of representation amongst children's programming? Not at all. Not at all, especially when we, well, we had we had the Jackson Five cartoon, we had um, we had uh, Fat Albert, but that's about it. You know, now we got the Proud family. We had them sixteen, seventeen years ago, and now we got them again. What cartoon has done that? You know, besides like um, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, you know, it's, right? It's, it's Scooby Doo an- is a cartoon that won't go away. You know? <laughs> Well, hang on a second. We don't need it to go away. Like my kids still love Scooby Doo. I'm not trying to oh, force I love Scooby. Scooby Man. <laughs> That's not bad, bro. That's not bad. That is really, really good. Well, this is a cool thing. And I it's, like Scoop. It's it's back on Disney Plus. Um, when you got the call, when you found out it was happening again, how much did that mean to you? Oh, everything. It means that we're back. That I'm back with Disney, which is a great, great company to be with. Yeah. You know, I'm in. I'm. I'm associated with Moana and I'm just everything. No, oh, it's incredible. I'm on Disney Plus. Right? I feel like you're a made man at that point, aren't you? Like, you know, once you yeah, got the association. Disney Plus. Right. I'm right next to the square. My square is next to Star Wars. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right? I mean, it's a pretty good association at that. Like, you're, st- you're right in between, like, Star Wars and Spider-Man. Y- you can't really right. do a whole lot better than that. You can't do a whole lot with that. Right. You know, if you scroll far enough, you'll see Snow White in all of them, too. <laughs> Tom, hang on a second. Tommy, I don't even know this. How old, like, are, are you at the point where you've got grandkids? Or, like, where, where are you in your life family-wise? Um, I'm at the point where I have a 10-month-old daughter. You st- you have a 10-month-old daughter, Tommy? Yeah. What? Oh, dude. She's a slice of pie, too. God, bro. Bro. My God. I- God bless you. Oh, I'm yeah. only I'm only 38 years old, and, like, I'm, I'm exhausted. How in the world are you doing this? It's, I don't, man, it's, 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 a, it has the most sparkling effect on my life. Really? one of the best things to ever happen to me. Oh, that's incredible. Man. First of all, congratulations. Let me make sure I say that. Congrat- just, congratulations. I don't know. She's made me give she's given me a new look on life. Dude, that's that's powerful, man. Like that's really powerful to hear you talk about that. Like it's it, look, yeah. man. I don't know how you're doing it. Uh does she Such is a she, pure being? Is she capable of like comprehending yet that that's daddy's voice that she's going to hear if you put the proud Oh yeah. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's I'll cool. Be on the phone with her mom and she be like, ah! <laughs> That's awesome, man. That is so cool. Tommy Davidson is with us here on GCR. Tommy, I feel like the last time I talked to you, you had a legendary story about performing in Baltimore and a particular like woman that you came in touch with. Do you remember the story that I'm alluding to that we talked about? I mean, it's been no, years. No, no, no. What was it now? Man, you t- I was hoping you were going to pull it back up. I remember you telling me a story about work, and I want to say the comedy factory or maybe the old improv and there was a, a certain, like, heckler that you dealt with that was very unique in her heckling style. And I was really hoping to lead that back in. But since it didn't go anywhere, instead, can you just share with me a great story that you've dealt with over the years in relation to somebody at a comedy oh, yeah. show? Yeah, 
I'm a woman died at my show. That's the one. That's the story you told yeah. me. That's the story. A woman died at my show, and it was 15 minutes in my into my show, and I invited her to the show with her two children. I remember this now. My God, and how do you ever go on from there? It was devastating, and, and my mother had passed away a couple of years back, so I was back back there with her children because I know how that feels. And um, we all got together in the dressing room, and and the manager said, "Does does does anyone want to do the second show? Because if you don't, we're going to close down. Right? Don't we understand?" And and they they turned to me and said, "Tommy, what do you think?" I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "It's your show. What do you decide?" And I say, "I decide to go on making people happy." I respect that, man. What I... job? What, what better job can you have? It, it can't be easy though, doing something like that. Boy, what a what a what a topic to bring up when we're talking about fun things. By the way, what a topic! Well, you know, there's a silver lining there. You know, this woman walked up to me as everybody. I got a faith in mankind behind that. People filed out one by one. It was calm. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. Even the even 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 the uh, Mexican dishwashers were back there like crying. Jeez, jeez, you know? man. I can only and, uh, I can only imagine. This 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 woman walks up to me. Beautiful African American woman looking me right in the eyes, and she said, "Isn't that beautiful?" And I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Of all the things that God could have brought her up to heaven with, it could have been a car accident, cancer. He chose your show." I, okay, that's a it's a it's amazing perspective. I don't know if I could feel it in that moment, Tommy. Let me let me ask you one thing because I know we're gonna like because you got to do a million of these. Um, have you ever experienced, it's CIAA week here in Baltimore, right? The CIAA tournament came here for the first time. Have you ever experienced the magic? Like, have you ever been at any CIAA parties or performed around the C? Do you have, have, have you ever touched? No. no, no, that's one of the things that I'm missing out on. We got to make that happen somehow. We, it's, that would be wonderful. It's going to be in Baltimore for a few years. So we're going to, we're going to make that happen, man, because it is taking over this city. Yeah, we'll we'll be. I would love to be a part of that. We we got to make that happen at some point in the coming years, Tommy. I I know you got a million of these to do this morning. We're so excited about the proud family coming to Disney Plus. Uh, my kids are going to be watching for sure. Thank you as always for taking the time for us this morning, my friend. And, and let's do this again nah, at man. some point in the future. All right. Ah, uh, thank you, man. Thanks for this, man. Appreciate you, man. The legendary Tommy Davidson spending a couple minutes with us. I'm sorry, we wanted to do. I wanted to go longer with Tommy, but we got a couple other things we got to do this morning, and so I apologize for that. But um, what a funny man Tommy Davidson is, and you can follow him on Twitter at TommyCat, and on Instagram, you can follow him the real Tommy Cat. Appreciate him taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. We got to get him to the CIAA at some point. It's got to happen, man. Like it absolutely, one hundred percent has to occur that Tommy Davidson comes to the CIAA in the coming years while it's here in Baltimore. Speaking of which, as we smoothly transition, um, man, this is a great opportunity to catch up with someone who's right at the center of CIAA week and why it's so important to our city, what it's doing for our city, and and the investment that it's making as we make investments in the facility in order to have more events like this. Joining us now, the president, the CEO of Visit Baltimore. We welcome into Glenn Clark Radio, Al Hutchinson, who's with us this morning. Al, it's Glenn and Paul. It's great to chat with you. I know it's a busy week. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, good 
Good morning, Glenn. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm sitting right here at the arena as we speak. I was going to say, game started at 10 a.m., right? Like, yes, it is sir. a busy day, man. It's a very busy day. Al, for those that don't know, for those that are still like, Wait, this is a Division Two, and let's maybe let's be fair about this. I think we can call it what it is. For those of us that are in the, the that are a little bit whiter uh, in our listening base, um, why is the CIAA tournament such a big deal? Why is it such an important cultural touchstone to bring to the city of Baltimore? Yeah, well, thanks, Glenn. Well, first of all, the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament is much more than just basketball. And because of the longevity of it, um, I attended the tournament as a kid growing up in Richmond. Um, it, it's, a, it's a family reunion. It's a social gathering. It's a community event. Yeah, it is Division Two basketball. But keep in mind, a lot of great athletes came through this um, conference before integration. You know, so Bobby Dandridge, Earl of Pearl Monroe, yep. Sam Jones, all great NBA Hall of Famers. They couldn't go to the major universities at the time, and um, they, they went to CIAA schools. And so that, that put this conference on the map, very competitive basketball, and they grew the tournament. And um, it's moved around the South, um, primarily Virginia and, and the Carolinas. Um, Charlotte had a great run, 15 years. They grew the tournament to where it is today. And um, so I believe basketball is the backdrop, but the beauty of hosting the CIAA is you're going to bring people in from all around the country, primarily East Coast. But folks will come to this tournament that didn't go to any, any one of these schools. But they come here to see family. They come here to see friends, see basketball. And uh, I think because now Baltimore is the backdrop, we're going to be able to show and celebrate Charm City to a lot of people who don't know about Baltimore. Now, do you have a, I, I read a quote from you in The Sun, and it, it, it really sort of, I think, Jumped out, jumped off the page at me for people to understand the significance of it. Where you said that uh, hotels in the area were eighty percent capacity. It's it's Wednesday, February twenty third, right? Like I don't I don't know what that number would be in another year. Like I don't know what that number was like in in two thousand nineteen, for example. But I'm just gonna guess it probably wasn't eighty percent capacity on February twenty third. Can, can you give us a concept of what the impact of the CIAA? You know, I don't know if it's a figure, just something along those lines for us to understand what it's going to be this year and for the years to come. Yeah, Glenn, great, great question. And, and I'm really trying to temper expectations here because all of us are dealing with, still dealing with the pandemic of our generation and uh, the uptick of Omicron coming, you know, late last year has really impacted some folks' willingness to come to the tournament. So, yeah, the good news is right now, out of the 12 hotels that are part of the um, the booking agreement for the CIAA, we're at um, right around 80% of hotel room pickup. That's a good news story because typically, or historically, I should say, in Baltimore City, this week, the last week in February, most hotels are around 50 to 60% occupancy. So... If, if we at the conclusion of this week, if we're in the 70s, 80s of hotel room pickup, that is a great news story for Baltimore City because that means tax revenue is strong. It's also a great news story for the state of Maryland because they get some of that hotel tax revenue. You know, and, and quite frankly, a number of these hotels, the last couple of years, they laid off staff. Some of the general managers were furloughed. So the significance of bringing the CIAA to Baltimore, we're putting people back to work. 
So it has a workforce development component to it that I don't want folks to lose sight of. We're trying to re-energize an industry that uh, has really been uh, in a bad place. So, yes, we're excited about this tournament here, and people are back to work, and I think our hotel community is excited about this tournament. Tickets are still available if you go to CIAATournament.org or CIAATournament.org. Al Hutchinson is with us. He's the president and CEO of Visit Baltimore. Al, I know this is not a, a one-year thing, and, of course, uh, this comes with the backdrop of there is a renovation, a, a obviously much-needed and long-overdue renovation coming to Royal Farms Arena. Can you give me a sense of the commitment from the city of Baltimore and the CIAA to make this even bigger as we get mer- further removed from the pandemic, even bigger with a renovated arena in the coming years? Yes, sir. So um, we originally, we have a three-year contract with the CIAA, and thanks to Baltimore City, Mayor Scott and team, and the state of Maryland, uh, Lieutenant Governor Rutherford, they were uh, they made the commitment for us to get the CIAA tournament here. So obviously 2021, no basketball due to the pandemic. And so we have basketball this week, and then they, they will be back in 2023. So um, this will be the last event in Royal Farms Arena prior to renovation. Uh, starting beginning next week, um, they will begin renovation, updating Royal Farms Arena. And the, the tournament, CIAA tournament, will be the first event um, in the new and improved uh, Royal Farms Arena next February. What I hope is, Glenn, um, I've made a commitment to the CIAA that we will submit a proposal for their review um, sometime next month, probably toward the end of March. And we want to submit a proposal to encourage them to extend. And so that's our hope, but we don't take anything for granted. Sure. We have to make sure um, it makes sense financially for both parties. And um, so we're working on that. We don't have any pen to paper yet, but I can tell you we, we're going to – do our due diligence, and we're playing this game to win the game. Tommy, uh, sorry, I, I apologize, Al. I was talking to Tommy Davidson, the legendary comedian, earlier this morning, and things are running together for me. Al, Al with that in mind, is it fair to assume that the new arena, there will be, I said it's not a new arena, but the renovated arena, there will be a concept or a, a plan in place to try to get even more big events, college basketball related or not, um, that the idea of, of doing a project like this is, you know, as great events as we've had in the city and, and give Frank and his team all the credit in the world for what they've been able to do, like, it, it would be very fair about that, that the idea would be that there could be a, a step up in the type of events that perhaps Baltimore is capable of pursuing, hosting, and the arena after renovations are completed. That, that would be the goal, Glenn. Um, my team, we have a sports marketing manager who focuses on all great sporting events from the World Cup to Maryland Cycling Classic, CIAA. Yep. So sports marketing is a part of our mission. We're very focused on it. Um, and in fact, during COVID, one of the markets that's kept Baltimore and other cities uh, moving forward is sports marketing. So there's no doubt a new and improved uh, Royal Farms Arena will help us in that case. We'll work very closely with Baltimore City and the developer to uh, determine what's the right fit 
um, for uh, future activities. But make no mistake, we are going to be very aggressive. Um, we want to see our AA basketball tournament here as long as they want to be here. Um, but there are other opportunities that we're going to take a look at as well. So um, stay tuned. We'll, yep. we'll, 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 we'll continue to have conversations with the city about uh, positioning. I mean, I, all of that sounds really good to me, Al. Like, I'm, I am in favor of anything that benefits the city and benefits local businesses. So let's get it. I've, I've made this joke over the years. Not everything's for everybody, right? Like, there are people that, believe it or not, aren't Paul McCartney fans. We can talk about that in a second. I, uh, I never... It was never my thing when, like, uh, the My Little Pony convention came to the Baltimore Convention Center. Like, I wasn't going to be the guy, but I support it 100 I want all of these events. I want everything here that helps benefit the city and the businesses in the city and gets more people into hotels and restaurants. Let's, let's go get them all, right? I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Oh, Glenn, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Look, I'm in the economic development business. Yep. My job and my team's job is to find opportunities that makes sense for Baltimore and fills need periods, i.e. CIAA. Historically, the last week in February, it's a slow business time yep. period. Yep. We were able to identify a piece of business, fill a gap that the city really needed, and that's, that's what we're going to continue to do. And I'm about bringing business to Baltimore that can help our hoteliers, our restaurateurs, our local attractions, our small businesses. As long as I'm doing that, I keep my job. If we're not doing that, then we got a problem. <laughs> well, let's keep doing it, and let's keep having more big. And and it, as I pointed out, the Paul McCartney thing—that's a big deal, right? Like I think there are a I, huge deal. I, I can't even begin to fathom um, what that's going to do on, on for just one night for the entire city. Like it, it's the idea of this, and 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 you can tell me more. The fact that the Orioles started this before the pandemic. Um, it, do you have a sense that this is going to be something that's going to be happening more regularly with the Orioles in the entertainment business, trying to do a little bit more than 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 even just the you know the eighty baseball games we know we're going to get every summer? No, I think to John Angelos and the Baltimore Orioles' credit, um, they're being innovative and they're looking for unique opportunities to expand their footprint and get uh, non-baseball revenue. And so having Sir Paul McCartney come to Baltimore, you know, he's an icon, right? Mr. Beale has not been to Baltimore since 1964. Um, this is huge for Baltimore City. It's huge for the Baltimore Orioles brand. Our brand is Baltimore City. I'm in the leisure visitors business as well, in addition to the event business. And, and by Sir Paul McCartney coming to Baltimore, that's going to bring some leisure visitors that will come in for the concert, but they may stay two nights. They yep. may come the night before and stay. They may they stay the night after the concert, fill our hotels, eat, eat and dine at our restaurants. So this is huge. I think uh, in the future it, we can expect more of these kind of opportunities from the Baltimore O's. And uh, I think this is great for, for our brand and where we want to go as a city and as a community. And uh, I applaud what uh, John Angelos and the Baltimore Orioles team has done with this one. Can I put in a request, Al? Because you're now the most powerful person I know, all right? So I don't, I don't know if you can pull this off, but I'm just going to put it in the request anyway. I want everyone who performed at the Super Bowl halftime show to play a show together in Baltimore this summer. Do you think you can pull that off for me, Al? 
Hey, Glenn, you you you're a really great guy, man, and you're asking for a lot. Um, <laughs> I think that was an incredible halftime performance as well. It was amazing. It was I amazing. Don't think I have that kind of. Ah, oh, man. We'll, All right. We'll see what we can do. I'll keep asking everybody I know. I'll just keep asking everybody else I know that has yeah, any that amount was, of. Power. That was a, a powerful halftime, no it, doubt. It was incredible. I was really hoping. Like I swear to God, for a second when I heard there was going to be a big announcement last week, I was like, well, maybe. Then I was like, oh, Paul McCartney's pretty big too. Like I don't want to make that very clear. I'm excited. I in fact, already got my tickets for Paul McCartney because I was so excited about it with the pre-sale yesterday. So, hey, I, look at the Beatles, man! Arguably the no greatest question. band in the history of music. So come on, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. Al, is there anything else that that people in Baltimore should know about right now that you guys are working on, that you guys are doing? Maybe somewhere where Visit Baltimore intersects with sports. Anything else that people should know about besides obviously getting down and feeling and touching and being a part of the incredible CIAA tournament? It's, well, first of all, thanks for having me on this morning. And what I would say to your listeners, I would encourage them to come downtown to buy a ticket to attend the tournament this week. Uh, we had great buzz in the building yesterday, but the momentum's just going to continue to grow. And when you buy a ticket to the CIAA, you are supporting a young man, a young woman who attends one of these 12 HBCUs to go to school. So that's that's what you're doing when you're buying a ticket. So I would encourage your your listeners to to join us in this effort. Um, we want Baltimore to shine this week, and so I want to thank the private sector who's partnered with us, and obviously the city and the state. So join us in this because if we do this well, Glenn, what happens? It positions us, it gives us leverage as we try to rule the World Cup in 2026. Uh, future events, you know, you got. Uh, Notre Dame coming here to play. Right, Navy, Navy in the fall, football, yeah. For football. Yeah. So it's a lot of great things on the plate. We're actually looking at trying to bring Army and Navy game back to Baltimore. We're partnering with the Baltimore Ravens to, to make that happen. So, look, if we do this well, this helps us to bring other future sporting events. So please join us. Come out, buy a ticket. Do a staycation. Stay at one of the beautiful hotels in downtown Baltimore. So, and look, this is all about Baltimore this week, Glenn, so I, I need you use your platform to help us, and I thank you for what you've done thus far of pushing the CIAA, but let's go do this, man, and make it great for the city. Baltimore.org in order to find out more about Visit Baltimore. Al Hutchinson, absolutely uh, love this. Uh, as I keep saying, all for everything that helps our city. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Let's chat again down the road, all right? It's Yes, sir, Glenn. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day, my friend. You as well. Al Hutchinson, President and CEO of Visit Baltimore, checking in with us this morning. Look, I know some of this sounds trite, right? Like you're like, I don't it is not my responsibility to spend my money a certain way. And you're right. Like it's there's no obligation to it. I'm not I am not gonna get in your wallet. I'm not gonna do that. But you can't dismiss what it is that Al Hutchinson is saying either. This one might not be for you, and that's fine. I get it. Not everything is for me. If you're not a basketball fan, you're probably not geeked up about the CIAA. Someone you know is. And to his point, the better showing for the event, the more likely it is to get another event that might be your thing. If your thing is soccer and you want the World Cup to come to Baltimore, he's not wrong. Like... We have to deal with this. He's not wrong. A big showing for a major event in Baltimore that goes off well and looks good and gets rave reviews helps 
a decision maker when it comes to the next event that might come to Baltimore. And you can be as cynical as you want to be and say whatever it is you want to say in response, but to think that that can be dismissed is nonsense. I, I said for years, other people would make fun of the My Little Pony convention when it come to town, and I would never get it. So I, I hope you come over. I'd, back in the day, I was doing my show from a downtown uh, business on a, every Friday afternoon in the summer. I had to do my show there. And I would say, I want the My Little Pony people to come hang out with us. It's not my thing. But I'm glad they're in my town and spending money at a business downtown. And that spreads, of course. The bigger the event, the more likely it is to touch surrounding neighborhood areas, right? If, if, a major, if the World Cup comes to Baltimore, it ain't just going to be downtown. It's going to be the county. It's going to be other neighborhood, neighboring counties that are impacted financially by something like that. We're smart enough to understand how this works. You say the CIAA, well, it's not for me. Okay, fine, say that. Say it. If you're not a basketball fan, you're not a basketball fan. I can't force you to be. And I certainly don't want to get in your pockets and say, well, go spend money anyway. But I would think about it. I would think about how you can impact this because something else is going to be for you. And the CIAA, by the way, might be for you, and you just don't know it yet because you haven't been. It's like talking to my seven-year-old, and he tells me that there's a food he doesn't like. I don't, uh, I don't like apricots. You've never tried one, idiot. You have no idea. Oh, man, I, 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 I don't like meatloaf. You don't... <laughs> Trust me, I was seven once, too. I mean, I know. It's not like I'm making <laughs> fun of him specifically. There are few specifically. things funnier than calling a seven-year-old an idiot. Well, he is. <laughs> you never have I love an idiot. Him. I love him. He's mine. I get, I, you can't call him an idiot, but I can no. call him an idiot because he's mine. <laughs> And he is. He's an idiot. He, 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 delicious. And not even things like I'm, I'm like delicious foods. Things. I swear to God. He's like. Um, what's one recently? He didn't want. Oh God! What was it? Oh my! It was. It drove me nuts. Smoky I was like, thigh wings. No, he he loves. Trust me, he loves smoky thigh wings at Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com. Um, no, it was. Uh, I, I want to say it was like uh, corn muffins. Mm-hmm. I want to say my wife made chili one night, and nice. she made corn muffins to go along with them. And he was like, I don't like corn muffins. I'm like, you are so stupid. Like, you are the dumbest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> what is wrong with you? My four-year-old has figured it out. Like, my four-year-old's like, I should probably try it. Mm-hmm. He won't try it. If it's just new, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, like, I, we, we have to sneak something in order to get him to try. Again, we got him. We were down in Georgia last summer, and we went to a place, and it was like a, it was a soul food joint, and... Like we looked over and we, honest to God, my my father thought he had gotten my son chicken tenders because it was like a a, a buffet type of deal. Mm-hmm. He thought he had gotten chicken tenders. As it turns out, it was catfish, and I could see immediately that it was catfish once he took a bite of one of them. Mm-hmm. My son, because he thought they were chicken tenders, pounded them, ate about five of them, and then suddenly I'm like, "Hey, bro, I got some news for you. Them ain't chicken tenders." them's catfish and like he's going on about how good it is and all of a sudden he's like i like catfish i'm like yeah you do and if you would just try some other things you might like some other things too dummy (laughs) stupid i love you my 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 pride and joy but you're stupid love you so much seven got a long way to go got a long way to go with that one and i would say the same thing a lot of you might say like on the "Ah, division two basketball tournament it's not my thing until you go feel it and understand the vibe 
that exists at an event like this. Understand how electric it is. Understand how much life is in the city because of an event like this. And all of a sudden, you might be like, wow, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it, this is for me. Yeah. I would go find out. I, I would go take a chance. Tickets are quite affordable. Let's make that very clear. This isn't like the Paul McCartney concert where tickets are not affordable at all. But I get it. It's Paul McCartney. I, I can't afford him, and I bought him anyway. And I'm gonna, That's going to be something I'm going to have to deal with at some point. My wife, doesn't, my, my wife is not aware of how much money came off the credit card because it's my credit card that only comes to me. And at some point, I'll just have to pay it and hope that she forgets that it's a thing that occurred. I mean, it's going to be a butt-awkward conversation. Oh, by the way, she also is pretending like she, Now that I've got tickets... So I got a buddy that I said, you can have the other ticket if you'd like, because he gets me tickets to things. You know, like I had this. And then I get home last night, and she's like, oh, I think I want to go. Like, in never in your life have you told me, oh, in fact, this is not a joke. I swear to God, she called him Paul McCartney. Not a joke. Nice. She said, I think I want to go see Paul McCartney. You don't have any idea. I spent $530 on two tickets. I can't afford this. This is a reckless decision on my part, but I've never seen Paul McCartney in my life, so I have to do it. I have no choice. I've got to do it. we got to be honest about this. The man is turning 80 years old the week after he comes to Baltimore. Our opportunities to do this are getting fewer and further between. This might be it. Certainly, almost almost guaranteed it's not going to be in Baltimore again. Got to do it. Got to do it. It's going to cost me something else I wanted to do this summer, but that's fine. I'll skip going to see Third Eye Blind or something like that, and I'll go see Paul McCartney. Spent this money. She called him Paul McCartney, and she wants me to, to let her have the other ticket to see Paul McCartney. It costs $265. Do you want to do the math right? Yeah. Math? yeah. 265 with the fees. And you don't know his name. She doesn't know his name. And she wants me to just say, you can have the other ticket. No chance. Zero. None. My dad. None. I will sell it to someone who actually cares before I give it to my wife. I love her. Again, that's much like my son. We're having a very interesting conversation. It's not going to come off like I love my family. I very much love my family. No chance I'm giving this other ticket that costs $265 to someone who doesn't know the man's name. Right. And I... One of the biggest icons on the face of the planet. Zero. No chance that's happening. None. My dad is the king of not knowing people's names. Okay. Uh, Buck Showalter is, has always and forever will be Buck Walter. That's very weird. And Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Well, that's, I mean, Brett Favre has a, f- a funky name, yeah, so I can but, sort of yeah, but, give a pass for that. Buck Showalter's name is not all that difficult. Like Br- Brett Favre is, no, I mean, it, it's not spelled correctly by the, but by the way the you say it. Makes it, it but, funky. but he it's calls funky, it Brett Favre. But that's weird. He's It's weird. I'm not saying it's not weird, but it's not quite as weird as Buck Showalter. Yeah, or like, Paul McCartney. Paul McC- she said Paul McCartney. And again, people make mistakes. I understand that. But I literally said to her, like, why are you feigning as though you're some sort of... Do you have any... Like, because I'm, I'm, of course, an obsessed Beatles fan. Like, you have any idea how many times I've attempted to, like, suggest you listen to some other Beatles songs and you've just been like, no, no. She heard there's a big event coming to Baltimore. It's a big... And a bunch of her friends are going to go. And everybody's talking about it. So she wants to be a part of it. She wants to be seen, man. She wants to be at the event of the summer. She wants to, by the way, I guarantee she's going to want to put on like a, a, a stupid hat like she wears to horse races in order to do it. She wants to be noticed at this event, at a Paul McCartney concert. No chance. 
nuns. When Garth Brooks was supposed to come to the stadium in the fall, I happily bought her tickets. She likes Garth Brooks. I know she likes Garth Brooks. She could name Garth Brooks songs that I can't name. She loves him. That's for her. That's 100% for her. This one, no. I'm putting my foot down. I mean, you know I'm going to end up giving the ticket to her, right? Like, you know it's going to end up going that way. Inevitably, it's going to happen. But I have to put my foot down, and I have to make a stink about it, and I have to to rant and rave about it until I inevitably give in and just let her have the other ticket to Paul McCartney because, you know, I don't want to end up divorced. Like, that's inevitably the way that's going to go. She's going to find out how much the ticket costs, and she's going to scream at me and yell bloody murder, and I'm finally just going to say, fine, it's yours! And then I'm going to literally end up going to the show with somebody who doesn't care about Paul McCartney in any way, and she's going to get tired at some point during the night. She's going to realize she has to go to work the next morning because it's a Sunday night show, and she's going to be like, she's going to do the thing where she doesn't ask to leave but she makes it very clear that she's ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you know about this world, yeah. but she's 100% going to do the bit where like she starts yawning. <gasps> and I'm going to say, you all right? And she's going to say, I'm just tired. You know, I woke up at five today because of the kids and I got to be up tomorrow. She's going to start doing that bit. I'm going to be like, like, are you trying to say you need to, you want to leave? No, 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 no. I would never say that. I would never say that. Really? Really? You would never say that, huh? Huh? No, he would never I'm, say that. I'm the one that pulls that bit in our in our household. Laura always wants the wife. Excuse me, the wife always wants to stay places way longer than I want to, and then I'm the one who's like, Ugh. "Yeah, that's a bad bit. That's a terrible." Just come right out and say it. Just say, "I'm right." Or uh, talk about it beforehand. Let's let's have a, a lot of times it's not an intentional it. thing. I don't realize I'm doing it, but I am doing it. I, it's one of the most disrespectful things that I deal with with my wife. Like we'll be out with people that I I care about that allegedly are her friends, and she'll play this game. And I'll say, now it's a different thing when she gets drunk because she did it at your wedding. Uh, when she gets <laughs> drunk, I gotta get her out. I, I, it's gonna, there's gonna be a scene. There's gonna be a problem. But when she's just doing the bit where she's making it very clear she's expired, she's no longer interested in being there. I, it, it infuriates me. Like talk about it ahead of time. Say, hey, if we go to this thing, I'm gonna want to leave by 9:30. Okay, fine. We drive separately. It means you can't drink. It means you got to plan around it. But if you want to leave, I don't want to leave then. You can leave. We drive separately. Let's talk about this like adults. Instead of doing the bit where like, yeah, let's go do that and then make everyone else that's there realize how much you don't want to be there. Right. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, I don't do that. I don't I don't do that. I don't make other people think I don't want to be there. No, no, no. You don't say it. You're just doing the people can see that. Yeah. People can see you playing that game. We're not the only ones that are hip to it. Everybody else gets it. Everybody else watches you yawn, watches you make it abundantly clear that you're done, that your night is over. I don't know what just happened there. I'd really like to take a break if we can. I know I said 1040, but I'd like to take a break. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill, as we were talking about with Smoky Thigh Wings. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Uh, they also bring us uh, Would You Rather Wednesday today. And the scenarios are up on Facebook and Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio for both. You can check them out there, Glory Days Grill. Um, uh, by Proctor. Proctor's funny. Who doesn't love Paul McCartney or Ringo Thar or George Allison or John Lemon? We have a special signal that it's time to go. Jenna just grabbed... Oh, my word. His wife... Holy crap. That is very aggressive. That's a different conversation, man. If you guys are it, agreed to it, that's one thing. It's the thing where I don't want to go and you do, and I'm not okay with that. Talk about it ahead of time. We'll come back in. Forrester will join us. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
up, sports fans. The wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. After being virtual in 2021, the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament is headed to Charm City this February 22nd through 26th. The CIAA is an event that has become a celebration of family, culture, and accomplishments that uplift and strengthen the African-American community. See the excitement in person as some of the best college basketball in the country comes to Baltimore's Royal Farms Arena with the CIAA Men's and Women's Conference Tournament. Get your tickets now at CIAA. AATournament.org. That's CIAATournament.org. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farms stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm all over the place this morning. I'm, I'm, I apologize for that. I'm scatterbrained. There's there's back there's a back story there, which is that we were supposed to do something before the show, and then it got moved, and there's just there's a lot going on. So I apologize for that, but um, you know, deal with it. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Paul. Today's show is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. Why are you not playing Underdog Fantasy Football? So much fun. You can't bet on your phone or your computer yet in the state of Maryland, but you can feel like you're betting when you play Underdog. Download the app right now. When you make your first deposit, we'll match it up to $100 when you use the code PRESSBOX. And, yes, you're saying football season's over, Glenn. What the heck? But basketball's back on Thursday. Hockey's still going on. And we have reason to think we're making progress towards there being baseball again. And those are all things you can play with Underdog Fantasy Football until football season comes back around. Again, underdogfantasy.com. Use the code PRESSBOX. We match up to $100 on that first deposit. He is Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, and he's back with us now here on GCR. What's going on, man? How are you? Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm rolling. What's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. What's, 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 uh, what's the the highest amount? 
So you and I got into a, a tussle last night. What is the largest dollar figure you've ever paid for any event whatsoever? Oh boy, what's the largest? Well, because I'm assuming Providence is, what, no, is no, no, no. I mean, I mean the ticket. I don't mean <laughs> the things that surround the event. Does that night in Providence count? No, 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 no. I, I mean the actual. I I assume it's the Masters, right? Like, have you spent yeah. more money on something than you've spent on the Masters? Yeah, well, on a single one-off event, it would be the Masters. I I've spent a lot more than that well, going yeah, to just, Pebble Beach. Well, but, okay, but that's but you're going there to golf. But, you're not right, going there to watch right. other people. I would golf. say yeah, I would say the Masters. Okay. Yeah. What's the most you've ever paid for a Masters to get in for you personally for one person to get in? What's the most I'll, you've ever paid? I'll text that to you. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> no, I, I think we paid four eighty or five hundred. Are you okay? The first time you did it, were you at all worried that, like, as much? I, I know you. You're obsessed with this. Were you at all worried that, like, it was going to set the standard too high? That what you were no, going? You know, to- it's it's interesting you ask that because I I've said this to a lot of people, and, and I, I'm actually putting a I have a client that is trying to. I have a client putting together a, that I'm putting together a Pebble Beach trip for. And one of the things when I presented it to them was like, I've done a lot of things in my life that I, I was really excited about that didn't meet the hype. Okay. Okay. What? Give me, um, okay. Give me an example of that. Give me something that you were super excited about that either didn't meet the hype or you walked away saying it wasn't worth the dollar amount that I paid for it. Well, the, yeah, this one I wouldn't have paid for, and maybe this is a little jaded by the fact that we're five of us in a hotel room. But the Super Bowl <laughs> never met the hype <laughs> to me. Okay, the, I mean, the yeah. Super Bowl never really met the hype. But the I, only way it, it could meet the hype is if, like, your t- if the like, the, did you feel differently about it in New Orleans at all? You know, I don't know if I did because we were working. I, I, maybe I would have if I'd have been there as a fan. Right. But I just thought in general. And you know what this is like when you when you when you see these people in the flesh, other than Derek Jeter, you always come away largely thinking that guy's a horse's ass, right? Like okay. Okay. for the most part, when you go in these locker rooms, okay, you you wind up leaving there going, Ew. yeah, right. I, that's Ew. a lot. Of, some of them, some of them, yes, but right, right. right. So, so you didn't, you didn't feel that way about Gary Stills. You wanted to marry him. Gary Stills was a good man. You I, watch what I, you say I, about Gary. I agree. Stills. By the way, I like it. Um, but you just it, uh, and this all goes back to the whole thing. Like it doesn't meet the hype. Like when you when I met JJ Hardy, it didn't meet the hype. No, yeah, that was rough. That was a rough day. Right. That was. Right. I, I think so, we talked about that story. It was a rough day. Right. But in general, I think these things get so blown up. And as an example, I've always thought the Super Bowl got really blown up. But then when you're there. You're like it's just a bunch of people running around wanting to be seen, right? And, and they don't even need the football game, right? Yeah. So yeah. the mat, so Pebble Beach. When I went, because of the cost, and I have now taken, I took a group there in whatever eighteen or nineteen. When I took this group, I was concerned about it as a as a whatever you want to call me as an entrepreneur trying to do these events, golf events. I was worried. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this is a $4,800 a person gig here. And I got to make sure it goes over well. But I also know that the only two things that really matter to these people are the golf and the weather. And I, and I don't control either of them. Sure. Right. Sure. I can, 
I can make the dinner reservations. I can make sure the vans are all there to pick everybody. I can do all the work, but if the golf course sucks and the weather sucks, that ruins it. Well, both of those things worked out, but the golf part of it wildly exceeded my expectation. It was so good and lived up to the hype. And so now I'm connecting that with Augusta is one of the other things that totally lived up to the hype. And if you, in any way, shape, or form, love golf. And I'm, I guess there are a lot of people who have gone to Augusta who kind of like it. If you love golf, you have to go see it. Because by seeing it, you'll never watch it the same way again on TV. Okay. Okay. You'll, you'll, it, and so those two things really, really, um, really met the hype. And I'll give you another one that didn't. Right. And I, you might've even been with me. Maybe you weren't. I don't know. When I saw Jay-Z at the arena, didn't meet the hype. Really? We did go to that together, by the way. I had a, I had a great time. I didn't meet the hype. In my I also opinion. don't. I remember correctly at the, at the time. This is before concerts became completely unaffordable. Like I didn't think those tickets were like fifty bucks or something like that. I don't even think they're all that expensive. So that didn't factor into my ability to enjoy it at all, right? Like I know I was broke at the time. I was very young. See, um, all of these things get all of these things get formulated in our head. Yes. By what we see on TV. Okay. Right. Okay. That's, I mean that, that's what that's the only way we really get to exposed to it. You you see Augusta on TV, right? You watch the Masters. You're like, damn, that 13th hole looks pretty wild. Then when you go see it in person, you're and you see 18, and you see how far uphill it is, and you hear these guys are hitting eight irons into this hole. And it's 140 playing 165. You're like, man, this is a hard hole. Right, like, right. You don't sense that until you're there. Yeah, sure. And I think for the most part, like concerts. One of the one of the greatest compliments you can ever give a band or a musician is it sounded just like the album. Okay, but I don't. Is that what you're looking for at a concert? I think no, I'm, looking, okay. I'm saying, but from the standpoint of like that's when your you standard. Go, I, it's interesting when, when you hear the music. Right. I've been to a lot of. I mean, I saw the Counting Crows mailed in a bunch of times. I've been to a bunch of shows where you're like, dude, I feel I feel your dread for being here. Right, things living up. You, I would challenge. And I'm just saying this in general. Kids live up to the hype. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Every everything kids, and everyone ever told me about how your life was going to change and how no you, doubt. right all of it. hundred percent true. Yes, no yep. doubt. Kids totally live up to the hype. Yep. There is nothing at all that comes even remotely close to having your own child. Yep. Like it yep. just. It's hard to explain, right? Yep. You can. You can hurt me. You can put your finger on me. You can do anything you want to me. You do something to my kid, yep. We're, yep. we're in trouble. Well, we, just right? said, we just had this. We just did this bit where I was calling my son an idiot, and then I said, "But I kill you if you called him an idiot, right?" Like, right, hey, right, 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 right. <laughs> but so things in general, in general, this is such an interesting conversation because I think in our life, far more things haven't lived up to the hype than have, and and a lot of it is based on your expectations for because of what you see. Do you do not you, not do, what you've experienced, but what you've seen? Do you at oh. all? Do you at all alter your? So this, I bring this up in the context, and I'm trying to separate this because, like, you don't like the Beatles. It's fine. You don't like the Beatles. It's your world. I don't care. There's things that you like that I'm not into. <laughs> right. um, but I'm, I, you know, I have never seen Paul McCartney in my life. I need to see Paul McCartney. So I spent an exorbitant amount of money in order to get tickets for Paul McCartney yesterday. 
what I'm doing is I'm preparing myself for the man is going to turn 80 years old the week after this show. There's no way it can be the wonderful performance that maybe I would have gotten 30 years ago. I'm, I'm preparing myself for that and just sort of saying, I am acknowledging I'm spending this money merely for the opportunity to say that I saw this man perform before. Um, that was no longer an option. Do you ever do that to yourself where you, you try to go into something and just say, look, it, to your point, as long as it doesn't rain today, I'm going to choose that this was like, do you, do you do that when you get ready to go to something or something you spend a bunch yeah, of money? Yeah, hundred percent. And I have a great solution for you. And this is totally serious. And I do this now. People say to me now all the time, how many times you've been to Augusta? I'm like 11, 11. Right. The hell would you, why would you go 11 times? Well, seven or eight of them I did for business, but I go and treat it just like a museum. So I can go down to the Museum of the Bible, been there twice in the last two years. I see the same stuff. I saw the same stuff a month ago down there in D.C. that I saw two years ago. Right? It's, it's, it's a museum. Great. That's right. I, I love the American Visionary Art Museum, but it doesn't, you know, it, I, would, it, I, I would go and it would be the same things. You're 100% right. Right. So when you go to the Smithsonian, you're, you're looking at the same dinosaur relics that were there when you were there 15 years ago. Right. Right. And they might have four new pieces and it's not that dissimilar to any other museum where they might add things or take things away. But, you know, I, I went down there and took the, I, I went, took the exact same train route to the Museum of the Bible, went in, did the whole thing, and then nothing was different. But that's the kind of the way I treated, I treat Augusta. Nothing's different. Well, a couple of the holes are different, but they're not, that's not why I'm going. I go because I like going with people that have never been. I like being part of that experience with them, and I just like being around golf. So what I would say to you is treat McCartney like it's a museum. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, don't, right. yeah. I don't need to be blown away. Yep, yep. But I'm, I don't need to be blown away. I just want to go see him. Yep. And I always say, that, you know, again, people always go, every time you see him, Springsteen, 27. Really, why? Because every time I go, I always assume it's the last time. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's the truth. Yep. I, when I saw him for the 23rd time up in the Veterans Game, or whatever that thing's called in Philly, I said, this has got to be it. Yeah, like, and then you saw him five more times. Right, I get it. Yeah, I right. get it. I, he, completely, he, I completely he's coming get back, it. Right, right? 100%. And, and so you just kind of keep going. And I think if you just go in, and like, this is such a funny thing you brought this up. When I went the last time to see Bruce, I took a group of 120 women to see Adele in Philly. Okay. It, I, I know I told this story. Oh, and Springsteen was playing the baseball stadium right, the same she, night. She was at the arena. Right. Right. right she right, was in yeah, Philly. Yep. I took 120 women up there for Adele. Yeah. I walked across the street with no ticket. A guy said, my best friend from Chicago was supposed to come in. His flight got delayed. He's not coming. I'll sell you this ticket. So $80, give me 40 bucks. Right. And I literally sat in what is in the baseball stadium would be the right field corner of the stadium with no one around me, 150 yards away from the stage, and literally just sat there and listened to it. Like, I had no interest in going up and trying to see the band. Right. I had no, I just wanted to be there. Yeah, like, sure. You're, you're, you're in the same city as Bruce Springsteen, so you're going to go. I, I mean, I get It's 40 right. bucks. I get it. And, right. and if I don't do that, then I go sit in the bus at the stadium with the bus driver, 
or I score a $12 ticket to go in and see Adele. And I just didn't want to do that. So I went and sat oh, there, yeah. but I went in with no ex- expectation. I just wanted to hear him sing Hang on the Road. In hindsight, that might have been the play because you'll never be able to get into a sea Adele at that place right. ever no, no again doubt. in your life. That'll but, never I, I mean, I just went in there with, I like, get I get it. I no get way. It. I didn't even go sit right. in my seat. Right. Just, like, I didn't even... Yeah. I didn't even. I don't even know where the seat was. Right. Just, just go watch. Just go be there. Go be a part. Of it. I, I, I understand. I understand yeah. exactly what so you're talking about. So I think about. that's your best. Yep. You and the you and the other seventy five hundred people that are going to be there. That's your best, best, <laughs> yeah, best thing you could do. That's what we're going to do. All right, Forrester's here. Thursmorningdish.com. <laughs> hey, uh, if, I can't. Oh, go... By the way, is there? There's not a game, right? What do you mean? There's it's not just a, game. a show. There's yeah, not a baseball not game with post-game. it. Stop it. No, I'm asking. <laughs> it's Paul McCartney, man. You're I'm truth. saying you're talking about. Like, there's no. not a baseball game at two and then the show. No, okay. Very much gotcha. not the case. Very gotcha. much not. You, you, you couldn't help yourself. Hey, we, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I hey, hey I got to I gotta get to Lamont Wade here in a little bit, so we can't go on forever. I need you to give me the shortened version. What does all of this mean for Phil Mickelson the next time we see him? What Everything that that's happened over the course of the last week, How does it, when do we see him again? Where do we see him again? What does all of this mean? And... Are we at the point where we have to start questioning if the Saudi thing is even going to happen or not? Well, I would say it's a huge question that it's not uh, whether or not it's going to happen. I, I don't think they have any. They don't really have any players. They've never really had any players, but they don't have any marquee players at all. So I, I, I think there's a question if it ever happens. Um, I, you know, he was very veiled with his whole thing about I need to take some time away. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means a month. Does he? In, uh, he's never played. I don't. I shouldn't say this because I don't really have the record in front of me. It feels like he's never played Sawgrass particularly well. Mm-mm, I don't know that that event matters to him, other than the prize money's great, which we all know he cares about. I don't ever see him missing the Masters, particularly given that at his age he could still win. Mm-hmm. Um, easy answer is I, I, I think. 50% chance you see him at Sawgrass. No, 100% chance you see him at Augusta. What's it mean for him? I I think this, Kevin Van Valkenburg and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. I think this is an interesting thing for him because the people that really like him aren't going to change their direction because of this. And the guys that don't like him are just saying, we told you so. Right. And I, I don't think... I've always liked him. I, I, I think this has been a terrible look for him. I, I, I just think it's been an awful look. I think it was destined to, to be an awful look for him from the beginning. I think it shows a lot of things about him that people have said that sort of kind of you, you, you almost wanted to ignore. And now you're like, eh, yeah, Phil's a, Phil's a prick. Now, now we know it. Um, so, you know, I think, I don't think he expected he certainly didn't expect the Shipnook thing to be published. I think that's for sure. Okay. He, th- those things that he said, which I do believe Shipnook, who's a, obviously has a huge, huge, um, you know, he's had a great career and he's very respected. I, I don't, there's no way at all that those comments were off the record and that he stuck it up Phil's backside. Right. There, that, that, that possibility doesn't exist. Right. Now, the timing of this is interesting. Did you know that Shipnuck chose this time 
to release this through his new venture that he's doing. Um, but it, it's not a good look for Phil. That's for sure. I mean, is it a career tarnisher? I, I don't, I don't think anything that happens off the course can ever really tarnish what you did on the course. Right. But, but I, I mean, the giving but the, so so to, it's the, not it's not good. The guy literally won the PGA Championship a year ago, which is insane. Which know, is crazy, I mean, it's, right? It's, it's nuts. Let's just say, to your point, he's in contention at the Masters on Sunday. A year ago, it was bedlam when he was in contention at the PGA. I mean, it was insanity. The the response that he got. What would the response be if? Phil Mickelson is in contention on Sunday at the Masters. Would golf fans care about this? Yeah, I don't think that that, and that's why I said earlier, I don't think that's changed all that much because, frankly, I'm not sure the general mass of people who follow golf are really that in that, I don't want to say sophisticated because that's all people have such a negative connotation. I don't think people care about the minutia that much. I really don't. Like, People that love Phil, if Phil's in contention, they're going to be cheering for Phil. And if Phil's going up against Spieth, the other people that love Spieth are going to be rooting for Spieth. I think what this has done is it's really hurt him corporately. Oh, clearly. And I, and I think, obviously, you saw the KPMG people. They're like, yeah, yeah we don't really want to be part yeah, of this. We're going to pass, right. And and I think it's it's hurt him more with the players. And... You know, I, I I don't know. But did they really like him to begin with? That's my point. Right. I don't know how much worse it could get. In 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 general, like, I, and look, I saw this firsthand. Like, I could, and it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go into it today. But I could tell you, as an outsider walking into the locker room last year in Omaha, I can definitely tell you the guys on the senior tour that aren't liked. Right. Right. I can tell you that. Right. I know who they are because I saw I saw them. And I saw them look, look, man, sitting they, by themselves. They can't all be Chi-Chi, obviously. I guess, just, right. Just, but I saw them sitting by themselves. I saw them with no name next to them, their name on the practice round sheet. I saw them chipping and putting by themselves and not having three guys over there holding court with them. I know who's not liked. Right. And, I, and I'm an outsider. So imagine what it's like inside when you know all of this stuff about Phil and you've been telling your friends for years who like him. Yeah, eh, yeah right. Yeah, not yep. so much. Yep. And now this happens. Kind of gives you some ammo. Yeah. So, yep. but I think overall, you know, the people that liked him are still going to like him. I, 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 I don't think his best golf days. I still think he can win. That's I, crazy. And That's nuts. He, he can't That's win nuts. with the regularity that he won with. Ten years ago, right? But he could still win. It's crazy. That is just insane. All right. Uh, before I let you go, let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Let me get at least two of these in really quickly because then we got to talk to Lamont Wade. Um, would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Number one. Would you rather uh, the first? Let's just assume the lockout ends next week. The first announcement that the Orioles make after the lockout is over is either a that they've signed Carlos Rodon surprisingly, to a three-year, $55 million deal. Kind of stunning everybody, right? One of the, the arguably the top pitcher available. Or the first announcement they make when the lockout's over is that they're doing another concert this summer. It's all of the performers from the halftime show, and they're giving you, Drew Forrester, or you, Paul Valley, or you, whoever, free third-row tickets. Oh, my. Third row? Yep. Ooh, second row, I would probably take the music. <laughs> That's going to be a big difference. I get that. Uh-huh. I, mean, how dare you? I would. Uh, we need baseball players. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. We need baseball players. Okay. I, I can go to YouTube and watch any of those guys, and I got all their CDs in my car. I'm good. We need baseball players. All right. Yeah, we need baseball. Oh, you're you're a baseball sicker. No, like this was I was fifty fifty on this because that would be a hell of a show to go to. This is the, the reason I, I framed it the way that I did is I can make the argument I'm not really sure how much Carlos Rodon for three years really does for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not really sure that that's going to be a difference in any way. So because of that, I can like my my selfish desire. I can sort of put ahead of it because I'm not really sure how much their trajectory changes with three years of Carlos Rodon. Right, but at least it shows that they have a willingness to spend that's, that kind That's of money. the best argument that somebody I think can make uh, for why it is they select the uh, Carlos Rodon. Now, if you throw in that band from Brooklyn, what are they called? The Walking Dead? Or what, what's the name of that band that we liked? The Walking Dead? The Lone Bellow? The Lone Bellow. If you oh, throw them in. What a random. I mean, that's the difference. <laughs> that's the difference. If you throw in the Lone Bellow, then maybe we'll I mean, Don't get me wrong. Play. I love the Lone Bellow, man. <laughs> like, I would go see them every day of the week but what a random <laughs> choice to add onto the list the lone bell if you don't know the lone bellow i would go so st- i would dive in today i would start with it drew and i were at the super bowl party he's like who the hell is this band i've been going on about it for years it's like who is this band i'm like yeah they're decent aren't they they're not bad i'm about uh, to see them in york at a, we at did. a church in york we did that's exactly yep. right uh, and I'll give you this one too. Uh, would you rather? Um, did you did, did you hear about the uh, the story of the skier who had a very unfortunate uh, occurrence? The deer? No, the skier at the Olympics. Oh, the skier. I I didn't. You're not familiar with the story of Remy Lindholm. Remy Lindholm uh, was competing in the 50 kilometer mass start race in cross country skiing. Okay. Uh, which had to be cut down to 30 kilometers uh, due to the weather because it was quite quite cold outside. There were some weather problems. Okay. He had to give up after about an hour and 16 minutes because he was suffering from a frozen penis. Oh. Oh, oh my. M- making it worse. Oh, my. Th- this is the second time in his life well, well. that he's suffered. I don't want to ask from a this, but I feel frozen like I, penis. I don't want to ask this, but I feel like I I I want to know for some weird reason. Yeah. How do you know that it's frozen? Uh, I don't think that that's something that there would be a lot of ambiguity about. If I'm being honest with you, Drew, I'm pretty really? sure. I'm pretty sure you would know at some point that what is, you were experiencing went beyond the state of cold to a medical issue. I okay. think we would all know okay. that. So, okay. so I'll present okay. it this way. Would you right. rather, in either scenario, the good well, news? The answer is, yeah. Hang, hang the on. Answer is, I don't want a frozen penis. Hang on. Okay. You're being given a friend of yours, and I, I use friend in quotes, is giving you a winning two million dollar lottery ticket. Congratulations, so giving it that. to you. But in exchange, either you're going to have to deal with two times in your life, and you're not going to know when. It's going to be unannounced. You are going to end up suffering from frozen penis syndrome. Oh my god! I can't or, believe you're asking this. Or you know the answer. Or you have to give up a toe, and no, you don't get to choose which toe it is. I mean, I don't even. I can't even believe you're asking this question. Yeah, I've had kidney stones twice. Yes. There is no possible way a frozen penis is worse than kidney stones. <laughs> give me the two million and freeze me. Freeze. I don't know, dude. There uh, is no possible way that a frozen penis can be more uncomfortable than kidney I'm, stones. I'm pretty it sure. Ain't happening. I'm pretty sure. I'm just saying, take the toe and be done with it. I'm no, pretty, I'm pretty but, sure. But listen, but let me just end it on this. Yeah. If you want a toe, 
Yeah, I could get you. Right. I'll get you a tow by 3 o'clock. Correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, DrewsMorningDish.com, anything I should plug for you? <laughs> After this yeah, episode? Right. Yeah. Whatever, no. Whatever we just did here. All right. No. Thanks, pal. Talk to you next Poor week. Poor Yeah. Oh, I feel terrible for the man. No question about it. Jeez. All right, buddy. See you. Thank uh, you. True Forrester joins us every Wednesday. What's uh, What are you doing, uh, Paul? What's What's your... Uh, I would have to say... Take a tow. Yeah, I think I'm yeah, t- just, take a tow because there's nothing that says that after I get the two million dollars, I can't spend some of it on a prosthetic or something. Or and if depending on if you take my middle toe, that's not like a big deal. Now, if you take- I agree with that. I agree that now the problem is being again, you don't get to choose the toe. Like th- this this friend again, not much right. of a friend is going to get to choose which toe it is. And it was, was pointed out uh, by Paul and Ovi Lando, a reminder if you've been watching Peacemaker, uh, uh, Vigilante said that the pinky toe is the uh, the most important toe for balance. If you remember that scene uh, in uh, Peacemaker where um, there was some torture that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But I just feel like I would rather never in my life experience said phenomenon and I could live without a toe. Can I take the toe and have it sewed back on after? No, you do no. not get to keep your toe. No, your just, toe is just gone. Takes it and puts it on display. It's, in his home. it's his toe now. Yes. It's his toe. Yeah. In fact, he needed a toe, and that's the reason. He now has your toe. Okay. That's the he, way that he it has goes. my toe. I'll go. I'll use some of the millions and go get a prosthetic. All right. Very good. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Lamont Wade, uh, pride of St. Paul's and the University of Maryland. Massive season for the Giants last year. We're going to catch up with him next. Glenn Clark Radio. After being virtual in 2021, the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament is headed to Charm City this February 22nd through 26th. The CIAA is an event that has become a celebration of family, culture, and accomplishments that uplift and strengthen the African-American community. See the excitement in person as some of the best college basketball in the country comes to Baltimore's Royal Farms Arena with the CIAA Men's and Women's Conference Tournament. Get your tickets now at CIAA. AA-tournament.org. That's CIAATournament.org. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Wednesday morning at 1130. Vandal Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VSIN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all the info you need and even to offer a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Wednesday at 1130 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio and watch at YouTube.com slash press box online. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Burger, Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. 
It's another cold winter here in Baltimore, but this time there's no hot stove to warm you up. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and while there may be no activity in the world of baseball, I'll still be here every week with my co-host Zach Goodman to give you all the latest in the CBA negotiations as teams look to get back on the field in time for spring training. You can watch us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports and listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the latest in baseball coverage right here on the Bataround. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports and try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. The 51 self-service kiosks at Live Casino and Hotels FanDuel Sportsbook are open 24-7, so whatever it is that you want to bet on, no matter what time it's happening, where in the world, you can go watch and do it there in the FanDuel Sportsbook because those kiosks are open 24-7. It is always the best place to be for big events, and you can still win your share of $10,000 right now when you sign up for live rewards plus live reward, new live rewards members can win up $20 of free play. Again, get the live casino and hotel in Hanover and the FanDuel Sportsbook in order to find out more. Uh, yes, John Little Rock, you know, I completely agree with you. Forrester's McCartney and Beatles bid, it's, it's very embarrassing. Um, and I, I can't imagine going to a concert and wanting it to sound like a record. I can't, fa- like, I want it to be a different experience altogether. Now, I don't want it to sound worse, for sure. Like, there are bands that you're like, you sound better on the record. That's not a good thing whatsoever. Uh, Drew has that take on the Beatles, but heaven forbid that I say I don't care for Bruce Springsteen. He came after me for, for the for my take I mean, on that. He came after you. I don't understand. Like that. On, on Twitter, like I put this thing up uh, about how everybody well, loves you, Bruce Springsteen. Don't ever take you need to know never to take Drew Forrester seriously. You got to know that. Like fair, you have to enough. understand that. Never ever ever. Uh, no, take I know. I, I generally don't. I just think it's odd that. He has a take of he doesn't care for Paul McCartney and the Beatles, but, but if but I don't he, like Bruce Springsteen, everything he's doing is shtick. Like literally, that's why it's very difficult to parse through and get to the part where like we stop doing shtick for a second mm-hmm. because he he constantly thinks. By the way, th- and I apologize, Proctor. You're right. This would have been a wonderful response. Proctor says, Drew, you can tell if it's frozen if your tongue sticks to it, like in the Christmas story. Go uh. try it. <laughs> it's really good, and I am sorry that I missed that. Very, very good. All right, we had to do this a little bit earlier on because of uh, his schedule. Is uh, He's still training and trying to get ready for what he hopes is going to be a season that starts very soon. But a great opportunity. I've been wanting to do this for a little while because he had a monster season a year ago. Uh, Baltimore zone, St. Paul zone, De- Lamont Wade joining us here on GCR. Well, I know how much our next guest is looking forward to baseball getting back underway because, man, what a special season he had a year ago out in San Francisco. He is, of course, the pride of St. Paul's and the University of Maryland. It is a pleasure to welcome back into the program Late Night Lamont, the man himself. Lamont Wade is with us on GCR. Lamont, it's Glenn back in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, it's so good to catch up with you. Can you, like, put into words this magical thing that you got to experience a year ago? And, like, was there a moment for you where you were like, holy crap, is this real? <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, it was definitely a, definitely a special season, you know, um, you know, it was definitely quite the ride, you know, starting off in AAA and then eventually getting called up and, you know, um, doing everything I could to have try and have an impact and contribute to the team, like uh, the best team in baseball at the time. You know, it was, it was really fun, and uh, I look forward to definitely getting back, like you said. But, uh, no, it was definitely a great time and definitely uh, 
a lot of hard work went into it, but I feel like we had a great group of guys and it made it that much easier and, and, and more enjoyable. I want to talk more about that hard work because I, I got a sense for where it might come from. But I, I, let me start with it. Did, did you know in your heart that this thing, this pinch hitting thing, this, this clutch moment, did you always know that you were the guy that had the clutch gene that they talk about? Or did, did that even take you a little bit by surprise? Did you not know maybe that that was something that you were so good at? Uh, honestly, you know, throughout the season, I didn't, I paid no mind to it and had no, paid no attention to it uh, <laughs> whatsoever, you know, just so locked into the moment. Um, but now that you, now that you look back on it, you know, just very appreciative of Cap, you know, having trusted me in those situations and um, allowing me the opportunity um, to get those, um, those hits and those opportunities. And also got to thank my teammates for putting me in those types of situations. So um, definitely no, definitely didn't know, um, wasn't expecting anything like that, but um, for it to happen, it definitely, um, definitely, I mean, no, it was definitely a great time too. When you were growing up here in Baltimore, did you play any other sports, Lamont? Yes, I played basketball. Okay, so when you were playing basketball, were you the guy that liked to have the ball in your hands at the end of the game? Like, did you want to be the guy taking the last shot? Um, basketball, honestly, I was pretty good at on defense. Um, okay, I would, I would score, I would score a decent amount, but um, you know, my thing was I was getting most of my points off of steals and and defense and stuff like that and rebounds, you know. So um, I never really had no plays at the end of the game okay. drawn up for me, but, um, but you know, I, w- I definitely wouldn't have been opposed to taking the shot well, sure. if, I, if I had it. I'm yeah. thinking in hindsight, now that we know what we know about you, you might have been really good in those situations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I, basketball was definitely my first sport. I mean, uh, growing up, I definitely loved basketball. Um, just eventually, you know, baseball really took over for me and uh, – went that direction but I, I always loved the game of basketball we're chatting with Lamont Wade here on GCR so Lamont I was chatting with your former uh, hitting coach at Maryland Matt Swope I, I, and you know he was giving me some really good insight and we I think we know some of the struggles that you had gone through when you had gotten up in Minnesota and you know those first couple opportunities how much do you think the work that you had put in with Matt and coming back home really helped correlate to that success that you had last season in San Francisco Absolutely. I mean, um, ever since I went to the University of Maryland, you know, me and Matt had a, you know, a great relationship, you know, always respected, um, respected him and uh, his opinion, you know, as a former player and a former Terp, you know, definitely. So, you know, never lost contact with him as I went to pro ball. We were always, we always talk and, you know, check in. And then, uh, you know, I started coming back to work out at the University of Maryland, hitting with him um, after the, after the season, after the 2020 season. Um, with the twins, um, you know, just really sat down, had a heart to heart with them, let them know that you know something's got to change. Um, you know, trying to, I just, you know, need to be more efficient, need to, you know, more consistency, and try and do anything. I would open and do anything to, you know, try and make it work to, you know, become a better hitter. And um, you know, we took that whole off season and we kind of really completely overhauled the swing and everything, and the and the thought and the mind process behind everything. And um, was was fortunate and uh, very grateful for the season that I had last year. And I thought, um, you know, that's definitely a testament to to Matt and all the work that we put in. And um, really, you know, the way that he's that's who he is. You know, just a great teacher and a great and a, a great hitting coach who who definitely knows what he's talking about. And you know, I put my complete trust in him and um, continue to work out with him every off season since. So that's really cool. It's definitely been great. Can, can, yeah. Could I ask you, like, again, assume I'm like a five-year-old, like I'm that dumb, Lamont. Um, when you talk about changing your swing, what does that actually functionally mean? Like, what 
Are you standing in a different way? Is your timing um, different? What What does it functionally mean? Yeah, so definitely. So it started with the stance. Um, we changed up the stance. I was before I was, you know, kind of crouched down, opened up stance. We kind of, we definitely the first thing we did was stand, kind of stand straight up um, and put the bat in a different positioning, um, kind of more close to in front of me instead of like cocked behind my back, um, usual. Um, so, and then from there, it was really the biggest thing I would say is, you know, the, the thought of where I was attacking the baseball. Hmm. Um, I was so used to seeing it deep, um, you know, kind of, you know, seeing it, seeing the ball deep and we kind of got, he got me completely out of that, attacked the ball out in front, um, out front of the plate. And, um, that was really the biggest key. And, um, I really say that's how I think I was able to, uh, square square baseballs up more consistently and uh, uh, kind of hit from a little bit more power than before, um, not letting the balls get on me and really kind of attacking them ball out in front and allowing myself to have a better chance to drive the baseball. What's it been like for you? I, I know you've been back these last couple of weeks and, and spending time as, you know, as they've been getting ready for their season and you kind of don't know what's right. going on with your own season. Um, what's it been like for you working now with these guys? Obviously, you're still trying to, you know, perfect your craft and, and get ready for your own thing. But being around these younger guys, what's that experience been like for you and trying to help them a little bit? Oh, it's been great. Um, the guys have been very welcoming, you know. Um, uh, I feel like they just got a good team. I mean, I've, I watched them for three games this weekend, which was great. And they're all a great start. I'm looking forward to going out to watch them play against UNBC tomorrow. Um, you know, but the guys have been great. They've been working really hard. They're listening to their coaching. Um, I mean, they have great coaches, starting with uh, Coach Vaughn, you yep. know, obviously Coach Swope, you know, uh, and uh, my man Anthony Papio, who was my roommate, actually, when I was at the University of Maryland. They're all doing great, uh, unbelievable job. That's cool. And I'm proud of everything that they're doing. They've got a very good team, and they're very receptive when I talk to them. And they also they also bring up good questions. Try and give them the, I try and answer the best I can, but um, – but no, the guys have been great, and I'm looking forward to um, what they do this season. That's awesome, and obviously, you know, the, the the groundwork has been laid for this program, and how things have changed so significantly, right? Like it's 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 pretty clear. There's you mentioned what they did down at Baylor this weekend, which is just almost unreal, right? Walking down right. there and sweeping them—that's really incredible. Lamont, you right. know, I, I noticed that you put um, you know Matt's kind of business bio in your Twitter bio, right? And like I right. I, I I was like, man, is, is it like an official partnership? And he was saying, dude, I think Lamont just did that to be like nice and, and try to give me some love. Can can you tell yeah. me about that? Because I feel like that's a really big deal for someone who is as visible as you are to say, hey, I I want to I want to pass it forward or, or play it, push it forward for somebody that's been helping me out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's no secret um, that everything that's Matt done for me has really helped my career. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be probably I probably wouldn't be on the phone with you talking right now. If I um if it wasn't for Matt, so um I have no shame in putting um putting him out there like that, and I hope that it brings him you know the well deserved publicity that he deserves um because he deserves all the credit and um and I feel like it has wow. been doing pretty good. I mean he's been um guys have always asked me you know wh- where what well like, what's my philosophy and what everything and I always say it's not mine it's it's Matt so wow and then I try and I I got him to. Um, direct them to him, and they go from there. But you know, I, I have no shame in in, uh, in saying that, and um, that's no that's also no shade on Coach uh, Ecker but, uh, and uh, JV with the Giants right now, uh, Justin Beal, because they those guys have helped me tremendously a lot too. 
throughout the season, and those guys are great. I mean, obviously, Coach uh, Donnie Ecker, you know, has gone to the Rangers now. I mean, it's just a testament to all the hard work and the good work that he does, and it shows you the type of coach that he is. So, But, no, I definitely never shade away from uh, giving the credit where, where it's due to the guys who've helped me along the way, and um, I'm definitely appreciative of them and, and grateful for them. Well, I'm only a little bit worried as somebody who, you know, really roots for Maryland that this might mean that he gets swooped, uh, you know, swooped up by someone else and ends up as like a big oh. league hitting coach here soon, but he deserves right. it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. He deserves oh, yeah. it. There's no doubt. Uh, just another couple Absolutely. minutes here with Lamont Wade uh, from the San Francisco yeah. Giants. Lamont, did you ever, like, did you ever doubt yourself? Did you ever, you know, as you were going through struggles and, and look, you know, I, I think we all know a baseball age catches up on you quickly, right? Like you're, right. you're not right. 23 anymore. Um, no. Did you ever doubt yourself? Did you ever wonder, like, if it just wasn't going to stick for you uh, in the big leagues? Did you ever go through any of those types of feelings? Um, I said you always – I feel like the season is definitely always a roller coaster um, with your emotions. Um, I do my best to try and keep them in check. But you, you're right. I mean, doubt, I mean, failure always – and doubt always kind of try and creep into your mind. But uh, I feel like I did a pretty good job of uh, shedding that away. And, you know, I mean, really looking at myself at the end of the season, like I said, sitting down talking to Matt about what I really want and what I think I can do. And I, I, was always, I always had belief in myself and I um, knew it was in there. I just really needed the guidance. Um, and Matt was, you know, is, that, is still that, that guidance for me. And um, I was just so grateful that, I, um, that he's been helping me. And uh, I've been able to, you know, put it put it to actual work so um but no I would definitely say never really didn't doubt that I couldn't do it I just really needed to sit down and real and really you know put my mind to it and uh you know, just really kind of come to realization that something needed to change. You were around a lot of in incredible people out there in San Francisco, but Buster Posey stands out to me, and I right. saw you tweet about him when he retired. Um, what, right. what, what did that time around – I mean, this is a Hall of Famer. This is an, an icon in the game of baseball. Um, what was that time like for you being around him? What did you learn? What did you pick up in that short time that you were able to spend around Buster Posey? Like you said, I mean, like you said, like you started off, it's, that was such a great locker room, and it was just full of, you know, veteran guys, veteran leadership guys who have done it for a while and have succeeded at the highest levels. Um, you got World World Series champions in there, MVPs in there. But like you said, I mean, the one who stands out is Buster, who, like you said, first round, first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes, no doubt. No doubt. And, um, and um, he just, and, I mean, even the, just from the baseball side, I mean, just the, just the human side, you know, of Buster is what I really appreciated, you know, going in there every single day in the locker room, being able to hang around him and just really, you know, watch what he do, watch what he does, like the way he carries himself, his routine, uh, the way he interacts with the fans, uh, the way he talks to people, you know, just everything he does is, is first class and, you know, just the, with the utmost respect and, uh, you know, we're going to miss Buster, but, you know, Buster will always be around and obviously will always be welcome in the locker room. And I'm sure He'll be around at some point, um, and definitely look forward to seeing him again. And um, but no, he definitely meant a lot to me in that clubhouse. And um, what a career! I mean, he, oh, I mean, I can't wait to see him go into the Hall of Fame. Um, I think it'd be really good for him. All that dude ever did was win, man. Like it's yeah. just amazing Absolutely. how like when he was around, winning came with him. It, it was wild yeah. to see that. Um, yeah. Lamont, can you correct me if I'm wrong? Did, did you you got to come back and play in Baltimore when you were in Minnesota at one point? Am I right about that? Um, at, against the Orioles? No, I, no. I've never played. Um, oh, in 
No, I never played against the Orioles professionally. Um, Man, I, the closest I played is um, against the Nationals. Okay, we yeah, sure, sure, and I'm sure you yeah. had a ton of family and friends that came down for that, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, plenty of family and friends came to DC. Um, that, uh, um, and any time we get over here, really, I mean, they made the drive up to Pittsburgh. Um, they came to New York, you know. So anytime we get over here, they um, they they try and make it out. But um, no, I haven't played. Um, and Camden Yards, yeah, as a professional. Unfortunately, if I remember correctly, it is, it's not this year, I don't think. I got to do I got to do my math on this. I don't think that there's a trip to Baltimore, but have you thought about it all? Like, at some point, right. what that would mean to you to, to get the chance to play in your hometown? Oh, I mean, that would mean the world. Um, the last the last time, the first and only time that I played in Camden Yards was um, for the Brooks Robinson game. Right, um, right. In high, in high school. Great experience. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun, ton of fun. Um, the competition was unbelievable, um, and I had tons of family and friends out for that. So I can only imagine um, those guys coming out to a professional game against the, you know, the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. Um, it would mean a lot to me to be able to do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, someday it will happen. But, yep. um, yeah, I definitely look forward to it, and that will definitely be a game and, or a series that will be circled in my book for sure and um definitely for my family as well lamont what can i plug for you man what what all can i get a a, a shout out for i know you were working you, you had like a brand that you were working on correct oh yeah yeah lamont wade shop um you know um but the, my, my brother is actually running it um with a family friend austin Suter. um my brother and then them are running it uh they're starting off the the clothing line um it's going to be up probably right before spring training so whenever we start um Whenever we know when we're going to go back, they're going to probably start rolling out the, the clothing line. So definitely looking forward to that coming out. Too. That's awesome, man. Uh, anything that topped uh, hitting the, the ball in the McCovey Cove when your mom was out there and it went right over her head, like anything that could possibly top that in your career? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, obviously probably winning a World Series maybe. Okay, yeah, sure. Time. All right. I mean, I get that, but, right. You know, but 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 other than that, I mean, I don't I don't think so. I mean, she still talks about that every time I come over to the house. Um, you know, she that moment was so special to me. I I didn't even know she was up there. Oh. She she's just always walking around when she gets there to the stadiums and stuff like that. She can't sit in her seat. She can't sit still. So she's just walking <laughs> around and she just so happens to see she hears my name and she sees that I'm up the bat. So she just figured that she would stand there and watch from there and then next thing you know i mean i, I to, to hit it over her head and for her to watch it and for the cameras to be right there to catch it i mean i mean you can't make it up and it was just special to me and i actually got the ball back oh that's cool um, oh that's so cool and did you it. give it to her i did she was actually still there so um, oh. they were in town she was still in town when i got it. i got it the next day actually and um, um i met up with the guy who had retrieved the ball out the bay and he gave it to me, and I, I signed a bat and gave him a bat and a couple other things, and, and then we took a picture, and, you know, I was very grateful for that day, and my mom actually came back home with the ball. So, oh, that's uh, so yeah, cool, the, uh, dude. Every time I come to the house, she has it and shows it to me. So. Right. No, it's uh, definitely a special moment. I don't think anything will top that. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps, man. <laughs> that is <laughs> so cool. Lamont Way, we yeah. are so happy for your success, dude. Seriously. Like, you know, we, we wish it could be back here. Like, you know, it's selfish, right? Like, we wish that's the way it was. But um, what you're doing and the way that, that, that you're showing out for Maryland and, and, a, and a program that's clearly on the rise, it's awesome to see. Uh, congratulations on an amazing year. Hopefully, it won't be too long before we're seeing you back out on a baseball field again. Thank you so much for taking the time Absolutely. for us this morning. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great stuff with Lamont Wade Jr., of course, Baltimore native, and, and what a year he had. All right, let's wind down for our portion of the show before we turn it over to ourselves. Uh, tidbit of the day is brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed Stan and Ross Grimsley catching up with former Orioles pitcher Mike Torres on Monday night, you can find it right now by going to facebook.com slash sports. Or uh, and cl- then click on the videos tab or pressboxonline.com and click on the video tab there. All right, so I tried to do this about Lamont Wade. Uh, Lamont Wade was drafted by the Twins in 2015, making his major league b- debut in 2019. Over two seasons, Wade was nothing more than a fill-in, playing 42 games and compiling 113 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. In February of 2021, he was traded to the San Francisco Giants for now former Orioles Sean Anderson, who pitched in seven games for the Orioles in 2021. Sure, legendary Oriole. Uh, where he made his presence known, slashing 253, 326, 42, with 18 home runs in 109 games. Wade is one of four active players in Major League Baseball that played their college ball at the University of Maryland, mm-hmm. where in his senior season, he was second in the Big Ten with a three thirty five batting average. Who are the other three active players that played for Maryland, and who is the lone all-star of that group? Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau. He's the all-star. Yes. Um, is Adam Kalark still in the Major Leagues? He is. He is. Adam Kalark. He's actually been... Pretty successful, too. You have one more. Is Brett Cecil still in the bigs? No, his Kev- last year was 28. So Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very that good. One was, that one was easier than I thought it would be for you. I mean, I, mostly because we talked all the, you know, like, the, you know, these are all guys that I've, I've known to some extent. Unfortunately, it's been a long... Brandon Lau kind of, man, I get it. He became a big star. He became, you know, like, I, I sort of understand, but kind of fell off the face of the planet for us. Stopped returning messages. Stopped wanting to do anything with us. But all those other guys I've, I've gotten to know a good bit over the years. So, uh, yeah, very cool story with uh, br- uh, with Lamont Wade. All right, uh, Tubular is brought to you today by the CIAA Tournament. Again, it's underway at Royal Farms Arena, CIAA Tournament or CIAATournament.org in order to get your tickets. Six games today right now. They're wrapping up Shaw and St. Augustine's. Coming up next, Livingstone and Johnson C. Smith. The women, Elizabeth City State and Claflin and Lincoln and Winston-Salem State. Tonight, Fayetteville State and Virginia State men at 640. Bowie State, Virginia Union men at 850. Again, all on ESPN+. Plus, Which is also where you'll find Loyola Navy, a good one. Patriot League late in the season, 7 o'clock. And UMBC's at Hartford at 7 as well on ESPN+. Plus. Big one for Towson. They host James Madison. Final home game of the season. Final full home game of the season. So weird. At CQ Arena. Please support, get out, pay attention. It's a big deal. That's tonight at 7. Big Ten Hoops on Big Ten Network. Rutgers, Michigan at 7. Wisconsin, Minnesota at 9. Uh-huh. Kings Coyotes at 10. And Oilers Lightning at 7.30 on TNT. Uh, Champions League on CBS this afternoon. Atletico Madrid, Man U at 3. Uh, TBS or AW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise that stands out? Uh, yeah, so your shows, I think Wednesday might be your favorite night of television. Maybe not. Uh, in half hour increments from 8 to 10, you have the Goldbergs, the Wonder Years, the Connors, Home Economics, nah, and the I, Chase. I, I I like the, nah, none of them early. I mean, I like, no. I, I'm coming around on Wonder Years, but they're not mine. Yeah, the, the remakes are, are tough for yeah. me. Um, and then on Netflix, the only, th- the only thing streaming worth note, UFO, it's a new Netflix film. And I always like, um. Shouldn't there be a new Panatomy <clears throat> today? Oh, and a new Pam and Tommy. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, Thank it's you. That's gonna be, that's, yeah. that's on Hulu. That's right. Yeah, that part that that thing does matter. I do like that. New Pam and Tommy on Hulu. The, the, TNT is also doing this um, documentary series that starts um, in the summer, but they're giving you a free preview right now on demand uh, for the um, I think it's Lies and 
something in sh- it's something sh- like lies and shamelessness or something like that. And the one that they have right now is on Pamatami. Right, Pamatami. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that. All right, very good. Find it at glennclarkradio.com. Tubular is up there. Thanks today to Tommy Davidson. Thanks to Al Hutchinson. Thanks also to Drew Forrester as well as Lamont Wade Jr. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Stuff and things tomorrow. We'll figure it out then. I think Pete Medhurst might join us uh, for a little bit. Uh, you know, other things. We'll figure it all out tomorrow um, as, uh, as we work through uh, some scheduling things for tomorrow's show. Thanks, everybody, at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the CIAA Tournament, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, Underdog Fantasy Football, Blue Line Canine, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul at Paul Valley the Third on Twitter. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go uh, Loyola slash Navy. Go Towson. Go UMBC. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you're with us audio-wise, do nothing. We'll be back shortly. If you're with us on the video, give us 60 seconds. Then go back to where you found us, and you'll find us again for Simply the Bets, which is coming up next. Welcome into Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Glenn Clark, Paul Valley, with you as we get you ready for a week that's done. Not maybe doesn't have the major events that we've uh, been used to in the last couple of weeks, but I got a lot of things that are on my mind. Want to learn more about betting certain sports. Want to learn more about how to start thinking ahead. Is we are only a couple of weeks away from the start of March Madness, so I want to start putting that in focus uh, on this week's episode of Simply the Bets. Coming up in a bit, we'll catch up with our buddy Aaron Oster from VEASAN, get his five L's for sports betting this week. But before we do that, we uh, always chat with our next guest on Simply the Bets. He is, of course, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. He's our friend Bruce Billick. Bruce, what's going on, brother? Glenn, good morning. How you doing today? I'm all right. I'm, I I learned better. I, look, I'm not I'm not fully off the Cole Patrol. I'll continue to ride my guy Cole Custer in future races, but he really let me down <laughs> in Sunday's Daytona 500, and I have I have not forgiven him because of that. It, combining that with I came like three points off the number. I bet the under in the All Star game. That's a tough one. It's that tra- was a uh, real tragic a Sunday. There. Yeah, tragic Sunday for me, Bruce. Real tragic Sunday. But new week, new me, lots of new opportunities. Bruce, I, I just alluded to, I want to start looking ahead, and I want to start thinking about, because um, we're in that time of the year where uh, college basketball tournaments, like the conference tournaments, actually get underway next week. And then, yep. obviously, the following week is the big weekend for college tournaments and Selection Sunday. And then we're into um, the first weekend of March Madness, which is, you know, such a massive time in the world of sports betting. I want to start laying out what should we be thinking about in terms of betting college basketball, betting conference tournaments, and then we'll look ahead to, to March Madness and all that. But, Bruce, like, what is that going to look like? For people that are coming down this weekend, do they have the ability to start – 
thinking about how they want to might bet conference tournament. Like what what is available? We know the games themselves that are being played will be available for them to bet. What more is there that's available for for sports betting um, consumption and for fans over the course of the next couple of weeks during conference basketball tournament season? Yeah, we obviously have the major conferences closing out their season over the next week. But uh, as you said, most of the smaller conferences tournaments kick off early next week. Um, I'll tell you what, this is my favorite time of year. I mean, March, you know, everybody looks towards the tournament. But I actually think these first two weeks leading into the tournament are actually you know, the best two weeks of college basketball. Uh, you know, you've got so many small you know, colleges trying to get into the tournament. You've got all these Cinderella stories. Uh, and it's nonstop basketball action. You know, starting on Monday, you probably have nonstop basketball action all day long, you know, starting at noon yep. during the day, all the way through the evening, uh, for the next two weeks as we head into, you know, the tournament. So it's a, it's an exciting time of year. And yeah, our customers have a ton of options right now. You know, we always talk about Glenn, you know, finding value, those type of things, you know, you can get in early and bet on, you know, who's going to win their conference tournament. Uh, a lot of times, you know, there's there's some heavy favorites in those tournaments that if you, you know, get those prices early prior to the tournament, you know, you could potentially, you know, set yourself up for a nice little payout towards the end of the tournament, ter- the conference tournament. Um, you know, there's some very handsome prices right now on, you know, teams to make the final four. You know, currently you can get, you know, teams that are slated to be one or two seeds. You know, Kansas is three to one to make the final four. Wow. You got Duke three to one to make the final four. Uh, Texas Tech, they've been playing some really great basketball, you know, five uh, five to one right now to make the Final Four. So uh, there are some, some you know, options to make some money. That's a, boy, that's a, and again, as we talk about constantly, if you're going to think about betting it when you get closer, you're not going to get numbers like that when you get closer. Like, you've got to bet it now in order to get those really juicy, appealing numbers. Yep. Yeah, you and I talked about that a little bit for the Super Bowl, too. There were some options prior to, you know, the conference championship starting that you could get some of those teams at plus money, you know, if you felt they were going to get to the Super Bowl. So it's it's very similar. You know, a lot of professional, you know, bettors do try to uh, get on that side of the game where they can get, the, you know, a healthier price prior to the tournament starting, uh, you know, to find, figure out who are the, the main, you know, competitors that could potentially win that thing and, you know, set themselves up for a nice payout. We're not going to talk about uh, how sad it is that North Texas has uh, odds to make the Final Four and Maryland doesn't, though. We're just not going to talk about that because that's <laughs> it's very depressing for all of us that are here. Of course, we understand the reality of the circumstances. Um, but, Bruce, I, I think the important part is, like, the, the, if you get to the FanDuel Sportsbook in the coming weeks, you can literally make days of it, just hanging out, watching basketball. I think people talk constantly about um, – the experience of going to Vegas for the NCAA tournament, right? Like they're like, man, you got to do it. And it, like it dawned on me now that we have this option in Maryland, you don't have to go to Vegas. The thing that they're talking about that makes it so great, you can do right here now, which is park yourself in the FanDuel Sportsbook all day long, make your bets, ride out every game, feel the highs and the lows of it, no offense to Vegas, but it's already sweaty and hot out there at this time of year. Like, there's no beach there. You can literally do all of those same things right here in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this was a, this was kind of a, a holiday event for most guys to head out to Vegas uh, this time of year. But, you know, with you know with legislation passing years ago and, you know, sports betting now available here in Maryland, you know, we have a group of guys that actually have reserved some seats for – 
the first two days of, of the uh, tournament because they, they used to go off to Vegas every year. And they're like, why, why should you do that? We've got a beautiful sports book here with a hundred foot video wall, you know, comfortable seating, food, drinks, cocktails, uh, everything you need to enjoy, uh, you know, the madness of March. So, you know, people are excited. I think it's going to be a packed house just like it was for uh, the Super Bowl. But I think people are excited. This is kind of the first year where we're out of that COVID situation. Yeah. And people are really, really excited about getting back to doing some of the things we used to do in the past. And, uh, you know, not only does the uh, NCAA tournament start on, you know, that, that first Thursday, but that's also St. Patty's Day. So it's going to be a big day. All right. He is Bruce Billick. He's the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Uh, Bruce, let's talk about some other things. Like, you know, we've, we've had all these big events. We've had the Super Bowl. We've had all these things. I, let's just, you know, pretend I'm a four-year-old, right? And, and this is ironic because you and I are doing the Sports Betting 101 series, which you guys will be seeing mm-hmm. more and more of. Um, but I let's just say, for example, I want to come in this weekend and bet on a hockey game, right? Like, I want to come in, hang out. I got nothing else going on on a Saturday night. I want to hang out in the FanDuel Sportsbook, and I want to bet hockey. I've never done that before. Let's just pretend, right? Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I've never done that before, Bruce. What is it that I should know about betting hockey, for example? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the key thing to know is that there's many different ways you can wager on a hockey game. Uh, you know, we do have who's going to win the game. You have the uh, the spread, which is going to be, you know, puck line, which is, you know, minus one and a half or plus one and a half either team. Uh, you have a total, which is the combined points in the game. So, uh, you know, if, if, you know, the Avalanche are playing the Wings tonight and it's uh, 4-3, the total set at six and a half. So if you take, you know, that over six and a half and it's a 4-3 final, you win that match as, as, as on the over. Uh, we have player goals, player points, player assists, player shots. Uh, you can bet on the first period. So, again, we talk about it all the time. FanDuel does a, a, an amazing job of, of giving tons of markets and opportunities for the customers to bet on different things. Um, we understand that, that not everybody wants to bet on the traditional just side in total. So uh, we really try to make sure that our customers have plenty uh, of markets to wager on. No doubt about it. No doubt. Uh, what about, you know, uh, Champions League has been going on. Uh, yesterday there was the, the, the great story of Lily. I know they came up short, but – Champions League matches this afternoon. Again, for people that have never bet soccer, what do they need to know? Again, like I'm a four-year-old, what do they need to know about going in and betting on a soccer match, say, this afternoon? Yeah, so you know, we have a ton of customers that come and bet on soccer. We had, we had some nice action on the games yesterday. Um, again, I think the major thing I, I would, would point out is just if, if you're unsure, ask one of the, the you know, supervisors, ask one of the, the tellers. We have plenty of staff. Uh, in the sports book, able to help you. We can assist you on the kiosk. We have 51 self-serve kiosks uh, throughout the casino. We have 10 uh, teller windows where someone can assist you uh, personally too as well. So uh, we're always open to help. We're always open to kind of explaining the different types of markets. Um, there are some, you know, confusing uh, wagers that could potentially be, you know, confusing to some of the customers. So again, I, I think the best uh, advice is to a- ask one of us, and we're here to help you guys out. I, I have a story about this. It, it doesn't matter. Like this, it won't matter this afternoon because it's not a, a knockout round uh, game. Uh, that, like say Atletico Madrid and, and Man U are playing this afternoon. But uh, mm-hmm. one year I was betting a match in the Euro, and I I bet a win bet on uh, Italy, and they won two nil. 
And I was like, man, I'm so excited. I, I, I won this, right? Like, I'm a big winner. Because this was in a different state where betting was legal at the time. I want to make that very clear. I'm a big winner. And then I went and I checked and I, I saw that I had lost. And I was like, what the, what the hell? What do you mean I lost? I did not know that a win bet was graded out at the end of 90 minutes. End of 90 minutes, yeah. And so- extra time was where Italy scored twice in order to win. And so I said, damn it. I am not a winner. I am not happy about this revelation. That's the type of thing I think people should know about. Yeah, and again, I think that's a, that's a great point. This is where it comes into, you know, we're here to help and educate our customers on some of this. Um, you know, we have the house rules that are available in the kiosk too as well. Uh, so you can kind of, if you're looking at certain wages, you can scroll through the house rules too as well to, to check to see, um, you know, how that wager will be graded based on, on you know, the type of wager you're making. So, uh, we do have those things readily available, and again, we're here to to assist any of our customers. And again, uh, I, not not an issue today if you're going to bed because these are not knockout round matches, but just just something <laughs> something that impacted your your friend Glenn that he wanted to pass along uh, in the knowledge that he can offer. All right, give me something. Give me something that you've looked at and you've been like, man, this kind of looks a little uh, interesting to me. Anything, anything at all, any sport, anywhere, just a number that jumps out at you that you've seen pop up over the last couple of days today, something like that, that you're like, well, this is, this is one that I'm paying attention to right now. Yeah. You know, I, I brought it up a little bit earlier, but you know, I'm starting to look at some of the uh, outrights for the 2022 men's basketball championship. And, and there's some intriguing lines, you know, uh, Gonzaga's playing really great basketball. Uh, they're four to one currently. So I think they're a team that's, that's could potentially dominate the tournament, get a, get a run all the way to the championship game. Uh, you know, four to one odds isn't isn't too too bad. So I, I think that's a great one. And again, another basketball team I keep talking about that's playing extremely good basketball is Texas Tech. They're twenty five to one currently. So, you know, there there are some options out there that you know, you can spread your money around on some of these teams and, and, you know, be sitting pretty well when it comes to Final Four weekend. That's a great point, right? You you, you put in maybe four bets, pick your teams, and you have two of them a hit, you could end up cashing out really well when it comes to Final Four bets. All right, uh, Bruce Billick, anything else people should know about coming down to uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in the course of the next few days? Yeah, I think one big thing, too, is just, you know, our live betting. Uh, I think a lot of our customers are, are still getting to know that, um, you know, you and I talked about this. I'm, I'm a big tennis guy. So I've yep. been watching the Dubai tournament. We just had Djokovic beat catching off here. Yep. Um, you got Vesely and Batista playing right now. So, you know, I think our customers just, you know, any, any sport you're betting, whether it be tennis, basketball, football, hockey, whatever it may be, just understand we do have live wagering. So, uh, you know, live wagering could potentially give you some really good odds, uh, once that game starts and things start, you know, unfolding for for the matches, um, you know, there's there's some potential value options there for you to pick up some decent money on, on live betting. All right, you want to be down there. And as we always talk about, speaking of that tennis, reminder that this, the kiosks, the 51 self-service kiosks are open 24-7. So no matter when or where the event is going on, if it's on the other side of the planet, no problem, you can bet on it. In the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel, hang out, watch, get your, get your bets in, whether it's happening this afternoon like a soccer match tonight or whether it's overnight in early in the morning, wherever it is, you are able to bet on it in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Bruce Billick, always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Let's talk again next week, all right? It's... Always a pleasure. Thanks, Glenn.
Bruce Billick, general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook down there at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. I'm I'm thinking, and again, I'm going to make you wait and sweat it out until um, tomorrow and the social media videos. And I know if you if you rode with me last week, you're probably not feeling great about it. Uh, it, it happens. I, had, I could not have done better when it came to Super Bowl props. Massive week for Super Bowl props. So I, I earned a week where I struggled. I got a futures bet, a college basketball futures bet that I'm, I'm leaning into. Um, and the only hint I'll give you is that maybe if you were watching last night, you don't feel as good about them as you did before. But I do. I do. I feel really good about them for a couple of very specific reasons. And I'm going to tell you more about them uh, on Live Casino and Hotel Maryland social media platforms tomorrow. But you're going to have to wait for that. I can't give it away to you yet. I'm thinking about a futures bet related to college basketball, and I'm feeling away about somebody, and we'll be talking about that in the coming days. It is Simply the Bets, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. And since we're talking about college basketball, I want to point out to you that in the new print issue of PressBox, which is available at your neighborhood, Royal Farms, or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, you can find Jeremy Kahn's March Madness betting tips. They're right there. So if you're someone who's never experienced this before, the thing that we're talking about, I've done the the Vegas thing for the NCAA tournament. I've been. I get it. It's great. It's wonderful. I mean, I, everybody told me for years I needed to experience, and I'm so glad that I did. What I'm really glad about is that I can now, I don't have to go to Vegas. No offense. It's You're there to watch the college basketball. The advantages of being in Vegas are like, well, you could go to a show at night. I don't want to go to a show at night. I want to watch college basketball at night. There's no advantage any longer to going out to Vegas to start the NCAA tournament. You can do it right here at Live Casino and Hotel in the FanDuel Sportsbook. But if you've never bet, never experienced that feeling of all-day live in-game betting, that college basketball experience, then I would really encourage you to go pick up this print issue of PressBox, and you see that's Gary Williams right there on the cover, the celebration of the 20th anniversary of Maryland's uh, national championship. That's what we're doing. And again, go inside, and you will find Jeremy Kahn's uh, advice, his tips on betting March Madness. It's also available if you go to PressBoxOnline.com. You can click on the Print tab, and you can find it there if you can't get out and pick up your print issue of PressBox, which again, PressBox, I talk for a living, believe it or not, which is available right now. So really encourage you to do that. When we come back in here on Simply the Bets, we're going to catch up with our buddy Aaron Oster from VEASAN. We are going to get some thoughts from him about some bets that you should be making right now. His five L's, a bet he loves, a bet he thinks is a loser, a bet that's a long-term, long shot, all those things. We'll do that next. It's Simply the Bets, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Maryland and the FanDuel Sportsbook. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. 
Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport. And why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on Simply the Bets, which is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. And a quick reminder to all of you that if you haven't been down yet, you can still win your share of $10,000. Yeah, $10,000 just by signing up for Live Rewards. New Live Rewards members can also receive up $20 in free play just by signing up. Sign up by March 31st because the cash drawings are on April 1st. Win your share of $10,000 cash just by signing up for Live Rewards. Of course, if you've been to the FanDuel Sportsbook yet, you're missing out. They got the massive 100-foot media wall, the 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, and more for the ultimate sports viewing experience. Uh, pretty good week for uh, our buddy Aaron last Wednesday. After it had been a bit shaky, he bounced back with a couple of big winners for us. Let's see if he's got some more. From uh, VEASAN out in Las Vegas, he is our friend Aaron Oster, and he's back with us now here on Simply the Bets. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, doing well, trying to dive into college basketball, and I'm really hoping soon we get some of those Selection Sunday props uh, to come out because last year those were some of the best bets you could find. The, the markets are incredibly soft, so I'm just hoping in the next week we see this start to drop. So you're, but you're, when you talk about Selection Sunday props, you're talking about like a, a certain team to be a certain seed or a certain – those are the types of things that, that, that you're betting on. Yeah, well, to, to make the tournament over-under on seeds. I remember last year – I can't remember which team it was exactly, but we were about – around this time, two and a half weeks out from Selection Sunday – 
And it was a team that was right on the bubble and probably on the right side of the bubble. And for whatever reason, it was just pretty much across the board at multiple sports. This was at plus 400. Mm. So um, sometimes, especially with bets like that, where it's just kind of strictly based on info as much as anything else, the better has a rare opportunity to uh, get an advantage over the sports book. And, and so sometimes these Selection Sunday props can be really, really profitable. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for those, and, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about them in the coming two weeks ahead of Selection Sunday. But we still have time for that. Right now we need to get into our five L's of sports betting for the week. And, Aaron, let's begin. Give me something local that you got your eye on. Well, this isn't uh, a team that only I have my eye on. It seems like they're starting to get national buzz just all over the place, and that's Towson. Yep. Towson's the team that's obviously on a great roll here, is blowing out teams, is really getting on the national radar to the point where um, Jim Root over at uh, Three Man Weave, uh, a frequent guest we have on VEASAN, is talking about them as a mid-major team that, you know, if, if they win the conference tournament, you need to watch for them to make some noise in the tournament. So I'm... I'm looking at Towson as well, and it just so happens that uh, they're playing a pretty lousy James Madison team at home tonight. They are an eight and a half point favorite, and as I mentioned, they've been on uh, they've been on fire lately. They've obviously their last two home games they beat William and Mary by 15, they beat Elon by 36 at yep. home, and even throw in that uh, 24 point win over UNC Wilmington on the road. Obviously a little bit of a closer game against Charleston, but the Charleston's actually a pretty good team. And again, that was on the road. So I know the, the laying the big numbers have burned me on the show a couple times. Yes, they have. They, it, it has, I think eight and a half is still a pretty decent number though. So give me a uh, Towson minus eight and a half versus James Madison. The only thing that's weird about this is that we're this deep into the season and Towson hasn't played Madison this year just because of the nature of COVID and games being rescheduled. So they're going to play yep. back-to-back games against Madison this week, which is very weird. So like we don't really have that to fall back on to give us an, uh, more of an idea of how the teams match up. But in general, yes, the way that Towson's playing, their balance, all of those things, the fact that they've had a few days since they played, I probably tend to agree with you that it is a um, is a number that I'm comfortable with, especially in bet. Like, I, I feel like Towson's going to be up by a few possessions, and if you add in fouling at the end of the game, I think there's a very good chance they and, end up Towson's covering. been really good to betters this year as well. They're 19-9 uh, and nine against the spread. Ooh, ooh, that is a juicy little tidbit there, sir. 19-9 and nine against the spread. That's almost as good as their actual record. That's really <laughs> amazing. All right, uh, Aaron. Next up, give me a let's let's do a, let's do a long term bet. Let's do a futures bet that you like this week. This is what I was, I was going through. I was having trouble finding one I really liked. It seems like most of the markets have kind of caught up to uh, March Madness, so I didn't look there. And uh, so I was looking towards the NBA and just kind of some of the models there. And there's one bet out there. Yeah, not, that, by the way, not feeling as great about my son's bet now that uh, Chris Paul got hurt. So thanks a lot, a hole. Yeah, that yeah. one wasn't great. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back. You know, it doesn't really matter what they I agree. do. Right? I, I, I agree. What they Hope, do in the playoffs. Exactly right. I, and I, 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 they're, they're still loaded, by the way. Like, I'm, I'm just, it just made me, I had a, I had a whimper. I had a whimper <laughs> as a fan. I was like, oh, no. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, There's one bet where if you just kind of look at the analytics models, which I know aren't everything, but there's something to look at. It's something to compare to. There's one team that, seems to be completely polar opposites from the models and the uh, the odds. And that's the Boston Celtics. Right now, they're 11-1 to 1 to, win, to win the Eastern Conference. Meanwhile, you look at ESPN's BPI or 538's uh, various models, 
they actually have the Celtics as the favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference, hmm. as high as potentially what should be two to one on real probability there. And I'm not necessarily as high on the Celtics as these models are, but I do see where this could, uh, this could be. Obviously, the Celtics have been banged up all season, and recently they've really started to round up into a, a real defensive presence uh, on the floor. So for me, when I'm looking at these long-term bets, I'm looking for value as much as whether or not it'll actually come home. And I, I understand actually why this could be why it is. Simply, the Celtics aren't a sexy team. They're not the Nets. They're not the 76 Right, they don't have the, the, the overwhelming superstars that some of these other teams do. Everyone is hammering these other teams. And meanwhile, it might be the Celtics that are actually the best value bet, especially at 11-1. to And this has actually dropped in the past week. You could have gotten them as high as 20-1 to as recently as about a week ago. Um, they're down to 11-1 to now. And I still think there's value there. So if you're looking for a long-term ticket to hold that, you know, maybe you can hedge off in the uh, – you know, the semifinals of the Eastern Conference or even the, the conference finals if they can get there. The Celtics are there, and, and as they continue to move up, once they get out of the play-in situation, which they are right now, they are the sixth seed, you know, anything can really happen there. So I think that 11-1, to that's really nice for the Celtics. 11-1 to for the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference. Reminder, we're only two years removed from Miami winning the East, and I get it. That was exactly. a, a bizarre scenario where they were in the bubble and all that. Like, I get that, you know, things were a bit different during the course of that season, but, you know, I... I don't know that it's a sure thing. Um, I, I, you know, I, I probably, I'm probably still defaulting to one of these teams is Giannis and the rest of them don't. And so until proven sure. otherwise, I'm just going to bet on them. And that's still a pretty good number, by the way. Like you're still sitting at at, at, at plus money in order to, to, to get the bet on the Bucks to win the East. But I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And certainly they have enough there. There are enough pieces and all of these other teams have been such crapshoots all season long. The, the Eastern Conference, like you wake up one day and you look at it and you're like, all of these teams are within three games of each other. Oh, like, yeah. No one has gotten any separation. So I completely understand what you're talking about and why this could be a weird year in which someone like the Celtics, who, who are just balanced, right, like who just sort of have a little bit of everything, could maybe make a run and breakthrough and somehow win the East. Absolutely, and, and that's kind of what this is. Is that I? It's almost to me. It's one thing I wouldn't mind doing. I'm actually thinking about doing myself. Is honestly just saying, yeah, these teams have the stars, but really, it's these balance. It's the Heat and the Celtics. I think that are the good bets right now. Maybe play both of them. The Heat are five to one right now. Celtics are eleven to one. So you're kind of fading the trendy, popular teams and getting two really solid teams, including possibly the number one seed in the conference. Uh, in uh, in the heat, and you're still getting you know really good value and just taking both of them. All right, that's an interesting bet. Now let's go uh, with something uh, that's a little bit. I mean, again, this actually kind of almost fit. It's the second time you've done this, where like your your long term bet could almost fit a long shot bet as well. But uh, give me something else. Give me a long shot bet, uh, an underdog that you're loving. You know, I'm I'm going much bigger in my long shot here, and um, you know, this is a funny time for gamblers. It, you know, obviously this weekend and up until Thursday, there's no NBA to bet as far as the games. You know, there there is college basketball, but that's kind of the big thing. Football's a ways away. You don't have these. Uh, you know, a lot of your college uh, basketball futures are already in, so you're kind of looking for something to bet. And one thing that's honestly fun to bet uh, is golf. I'm really enjoying. I've been betting golf the past few weekends. I hit on uh, a group bet play uh, uh, this past weekend, and so I'm looking at the Honda Classic. and And there's one that I'm uh, one player that I'm looking at, and uh, that's Keith Mitchell. 
So Keith Mitchell. They, the former San Francisco giant Keith Mitchell is a golfer exactly. now. It's that is, amazing, that right? is breaking news. I wish somebody would have told me that. It was Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> Kevin Damn Mitchell. it. I screwed that up. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. <sighs> I feel like there was a Keith Mitchell before, though. I feel like there was another Keith Mitchell. I'll look into that. You tell me about this guy. Uh, he's, uh, he's a 30-year-old. He's, kind of, he's been around the tour for a few years. He has one win, and I'll get back to that one uh, win in a second here. But he's actually really been on fire lately. He's finished in the top 12 for the past five events coming off of a top 10 finish at the Waste Management. And the one PGA Tour win came three years ago at the Honda Classic at PGA National. And um, right now he's 35-1. to And I think, you know, that's actually a pretty good bet for a guy who's familiar, a guy who really plays this course well. It's on Bermuda grass. And um, you can do a lot of fun things with golf here. Uh, I like to at least sprinkle on a long shot like this to to win at 35-1. to but if you can't stomach that, it's plus 450 to finish top 10, even better to finish top 5. And in a situation where it's not the most loaded field, uh, Sung Jae Im's the favorite right now to win the tournament, uh, you can come through with a lot of these long shots. So uh, Keith Mitchell to win the Honda Classic, 35-1. to 35-1 to one to win the Honda Classic. And uh, By the way, the other Keith Mitchell was a linebacker for the Saints, was the guy that there I was thinking of. Keith Mitchell, uh, only career victory was the 2019 Honda Classic. He beat out Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepka. I've heard of those fellers in yeah. order to win said event. That is an interesting one. I will give you that. Aaron Oster is with us from VEASAN out in Las Vegas. We're getting our five L's of sports betting this week. Um, let's move on uh, here on Simply the Bets, that is. Let's move on to something that you look at and you just say, no, that is a loser. And I still hate you for the one that you got completely right last week. I just want you to know that. I, you were 100% <laughs> right about it, but I still hate you because of it. That was, of course, uh, telling us to avoid the U.S. women last week, that they were absolutely going to be a loser against Canada, and sadly he was correct. Um, so this one is one, uh, you know, I went again, went to the futures market for this one. And there's one bet, there's one odds that outside of maybe just sheer simple liability, I don't understand it at all. The odds are wrong. And it's a future bet that, you know, like I, I gave you Purdue once. And that was simply because I don't, I think the odds are off. And while anything can happen in the NCAA tournament, I, I don't really believe that this will happen. There's no way this bet can come through. And that's uh, Draymond Green right now is the second favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year at plus 300. Mm. Um, Draymond Green can't win Defensive Player of the Year. He's missed 25 games. Um, you know, short of, you know, every other contender missing the rest of the season, like they're not giving the award to Draymond Green. Um, voters are going to remember the fact that he's missed literally close to a third of the season. That's assuming he plays every game going forward. And um, plus 300 is bad value. It's a bad bet. If you're looking at these awards and you want to bet it and you're trying, you know, you don't want to just bet the favorite, you might be looking at some of these second favorites. Please, please, please don't bet Draymond Green to win defensive players. Very interesting. It, you don't think this is just sort of like a reputational thing where like, some of the people that vote for defensive player of the year are just not paying that much of attention? Like, I would like to hope that they're paying closer attention than to give someone who's missed 25 I, Right, I, I get so, it. Like, I get it. Like, I, I, I do agree that to some extent this award is a reputational award, which is why he was so, you know, heavily juiced at the beginning. But at this point, like, 
it can't happen. It just, it really can't. <laughs> I hear you. And I, by the way, for what it's worth, I hope you're right. Right. Like not only because you're giving this advice here on simply the bets, but just because in, in, in practicality, I don't want it to be the case that someone can miss that much of the season and still win an award like that. I just, that, that type of award, I really do worry about that. I really do worry that at the end of the day, it's just a, yeah, we know he's really good at defense. So hell, he was defensive player of the year. Cause it's just very difficult for anyone else to stand out. I know Rudy Gobert is very much in that category and might default to being the winner that just because of it. But like, it, unlike MVP where somebody's got to average 30 points a game like you know it's it's more difficult to use a stat to determine who the defensive player of the year should be it's much easier to just sort of say this is the guy that has the reputation of being the best defensive player in basketball yeah I, I would hope that they just give it to you know because Rudy Gobert is getting all that buzz as well yep. by the way uh Jaron Jackson Jr he's I believe plus 950 right now yep. if you're looking for a bet that might be a play because okay. To all the uh, analytics people, he's having a, not just a career year, but like an all-time year defensively. All right, very good. And then finally, give me for this week a bet that you absolutely love. Um, so once we get to this point in the college basketball season, you kind of start looking a little bit at motivation as well as anything. And of mm. course, that could mean a team that's really desperate to get a big win to try to put themselves in tournament position, or a team that's packed it in. And right now, there's two teams that I've kind of started to fade when it comes to packing it, uh, because I feel they packed it. One's Georgetown. You know, we know how bad. Georgetown are you wait? Are you is. betting DePaul? Is that what you're telling me to do? Are you betting DePaul? I'm not saying that. I'm okay. going to another team. That right. I, I was to holy out. hell. What what a world we're living in these days. I I, I have bet uh, DePaul against Georgetown before. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, but um. The other team that I've started to fade because I believe that the team has largely packed it in is West Virginia. Okay. Uh, West Virginia is 0-4 against the spread their last four games. They're 2-8 in their last 10. Um, I love Bob Huggins. I think he's a fantastic coach. I'm kind of surprised that it's gotten to this point, but it really seems like the players, and even Huggins, when you when you kind of listen to some of his post game. They kind of know this is over. They're just looking forward to the season being over and uh, just kind of getting out and relaxing. So Iowa State is facing West Virginia. They are a five-point favorite. And, and like I said, it's, I'm not that high on Iowa State, honestly, but this is just a straight fate of West Virginia. Give me Iowa State minus five. Man, I uh, you know, I get it. I do get it. Trust me, I completely understand that, and that's the way it would go. Um, I feel like we would have said the same thing about Maryland a couple games ago, but look at what's happened uh, over the last uh, week and a half. So uh, maybe we don't feel that way any longer. I'm not quite sure. Although I'm not, I'm not ready to tell you I'm betting them against Ohio State on Sunday either. I'm not ready <laughs> to tell you I'm doing that either. All right, so those are our five L's for the week. Um, and you can, uh, we will tweet them out as well at Glenn Clark Radio if you happen to miss any of them, uh, some bets that Aaron has thrown out there. Aaron, you want to remind everybody about what's going on with VEASAN? Yeah, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Of course, we have lots of March Madness deals. Check that out on the website. And you can, out in Maryland, check out VEASAN on uh, Masson. Follow the money and the Lombardi line. You can find those programming as well as you, if you have Xfinity, check out VEASAN on the Xfinity app. Do you? Will you even like walk outside? Will you see sunlight once conference tournament gets underway? Like, will you see sunlight for the better part of four weeks? Well, here's the funny thing: conference tournaments. There's five different conference tournaments in the Greater Las Vegas area. And that's true. So, as far as to see sunlight, I mean, actually, it's great. There's a new arena being built 
literally two miles down the street from my house is going to be the new hockey arena what? for what? the Anderson Silver Knights. Why, why, why wouldn't there be another arena? We, 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 we've, we've struggled to keep one in Baltimore. In Las Vegas, they're going to have seven. Yeah, but the, uh, the Big West tournament is there, so we're probably going to check that out. And, of course, the Mountain West tournament, which might actually be the most entertaining tournament of conference play because there's six or seven teams that conceivably win it uh, in the Mountain West. So as far as to see the sunlight, yeah, you know, driving between arenas right. to see yeah. all these games. Yeah, that's what you got to yeah, do. I'll see the that's sunlight what, there. That's what you got to do. All right, very good. At the, uh, the A Oster on Twitter is how you follow him. Aaron, appreciate it, pal. We will talk to you again next week, all right? Talk to you next week. Aaron Oster, simply the bets. He's joining us from out in Vegas at VEASAN with his five L's for the week. All right, uh, as we wind down on this week's edition of Simply the Bets, we'll get a tidbit of the week. Paul Valley uh, has pulled up something that we think is of interest. What did you find this week, Paul? Yeah. All right, so eventually I want to start like giving you like bets that I think are ridiculous, oh. but oh, I, okay. I, I'm still familiarizing myself with all of that all right. lingo. All so right. I have two bets that were placed in the past week that, pay it out or didn't pay out uh one a better at, at uh points better usa bet ten thousand dollars the novak Djokovic would beat lorenzo Massetti in dubai the other day mm. jovac won jovac won um Djokovic. D- i'm sorry Djokovic. Yes. sorry no i was combining his first and last name. that happens i've, I've done that jo- Djokovic won six three six three the ten thousand dollar bet netted the better 100 bucks yeah that's 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 rough and i there's a tennis better I said before, I think that there are inequities sometimes where you can just take money that they're willing to give you by doing some of these things, but there's just no world in which that's something that I would ever... That's insane. Unless it's, you're trying to clean your it's, money. It's an ins- Yeah, I mean, right, sure, I guess that's the case. Um, I would never in a million years do something like that. Now, I have, like, I've probably gone as high as... Plus a thousand. I'm trying to, I'm, or I'm trying to think of... It's not as if I haven't bet heavy favorites just to win and have been willing to put a hundred dollars down and take 10 bucks or something like that because i'm that confident in it but the you know there is always the chance but i constantly describe to somebody as specifically with tennis betting what you're really betting is that this this person is not getting hurt Hmm. what you're really betting is that whoever it is daniel medvedev is not getting hurt during the course of the match because if he doesn't get hurt he ain't losing it's not nearly the same way on the women's side. There is not the same disparity between the top players. There is there's far more of a chance that a top female player could lose um, to another player. And, and Massetti, by the way, is a, is a decent player. I make that very clear. This isn't even like a first-round uh, Australian Open type of competitor. But there's there is a limit to what I'm willing to do when it comes to that just because at some point – there is absolutely no reason to take a risk like that. I can't fathom why you'd be taking that type of risk. And then another bet that I saw, a better live bet, $125,000 at DraftKings on three golfers to win last week's Genesis Open. 25000 on Cameron Tringale, 80-1, to one, to win $2 million. 65000 on Cameron Smith to win to win 715000 And 35000 on Joaquin Neiman to win 28-1. to one. Um, and he would have won 980000 Neiman led wire to wire in the Genesis Open. Okay. So the guy, even though he spent $125,000, he still netted eight hundred and fifty-five k. That seems like a pretty decent uh, amount of money to be winning on a bet. I had a message from Chris. Chris said, Glenn, have you seen that Evan Neal has now become the new favorite to be the number one pick in the NFL draft? I did see that. Chris, I did see that. I remember Aaron telling us a couple weeks ago that he liked the idea of, of betting a quarterback and... 
you know, I, I get that. I think at this point, I I just don't think it's happening. I don't think anybody's moving up to one to get a quarterback. But if you still think that someone like an Aiden Hutchinson, a Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be such a warrior that the Jaguars can't pass on that guy, and I think people don't feel particularly strong about Thibodeau anymore, I'd listen to it. There's not great value on Hutchinson. It's only sitting at 2-1 to one right now, but he's no longer the favorite. Evan Neal has usurped him as the favorite. I do think that the Cam Robinson situation would be interesting, right? Like if the Jaguars tag Cam Robinson. If they don't tag him all of a sudden, you know, like, I think you feel really strongly about Evan Neal. If they do tag him, I think it makes it more compelling. So that's something that I'll be following here as uh, we've gotten into tag season in the NFL as I think about futures bets for the NFL draft. All right. All of these are bets that you can make down in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Walk up, make your bet at any of the 24-7 betting kiosks. The 51 self-service kiosks are dispersed throughout the property. Or visit the personal betting windows to place a bet with a sportsbook representative. And as uh, Bruce Billick told us a little bit earlier on, if you've never bet a certain sport before, you might want to go do that. Get your questions answered by those representatives, especially if you're betting soccer, something that maybe golf, you don't fully understand exactly how a certain bet works. I would encourage you to go up to the window and find out. And, of course, Live Casino and Hotel salutes our heroes every Wednesday Receive a special gaming offer. Present your valid military, DOD, police officer, firefighter, or hospital ID and earn up to $30 in free slot play or direct bet. So if you are headed down that way this afternoon or tonight, you can take advantage of that. And uh, we thank you for all of the wonderful things that you do. This has been Simply the Bets. And don't forget to check out Live Casino and Hotel Maryland's uh, social media pages tomorrow as I'm going to have some thoughts for you about college basketball futures bets. That will be coming up. May the odds be ever in your favor.